Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. <laughs> Joe, why are we not recording? We weren't. We were cracking up. We had a good 20 minutes worth of banter. Banter and monologue-ny. Monologue-ny? Actually, are, it's not a monologue. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> it's not monologue if it's two people. Fairly certain it's not. It's, it's a, a, bi- a bi-loggery? I think it's called a dialogue. Oh, dialogue. <laughs> Words hard. <laughs> oh. Uh, no, we, I, 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 folks, uh, Paul did not know who Flula was. I didn't. So he, we, he, we, watched, we were talking about listened. language and, and, and differences in language. And, and, uh, I said, if, like, Jennifer poops at parties, <laughs> which is how I was introduced to Flula, the German guy on YouTube. If you have not seen him, then, uh, well, first off, peel the rock off of you and crawl out from underneath it and get on YouTube and look up Flula. So I had to peel the rock. Yeah, and then uh, and, and then I said, "Hey, that reminds me of this commercial with the 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 what is it? The German the German Coast, Coast Guard, yeah, the a guys, new, a new guy, guys, new guy, yeah. SOS, Mayday, Mayday, we're sinking in the. This is the German Coast Guard. What are you sinking? What are you sinking about? What are you sinking about? <laughs> and, 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 and it's, a, it's a commercial for learning. It says, "How is improve your English?" Berlitz. Da, 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 it's funny. Right. So the hilarious. And it came up because I guess we'll talk about it a little bit, but maybe we have some international guest in the next potentially, few days. Potentially, potentially international guest, which I'm, I cannot be more excited about. Now, I have to say, speaking of international guests. I was going to say, the UK is getting going through some shit, too, right now. The UK is going through some shit right now. It's yeah. like, to, or, to Brexit or not to Brexit, that yeah. is the question. Which, uh, what's her name, Theresa May? Her proposal was unanimous, not unanimously, but like pretty fucking terribly voted down. Yes, it now, got shot down. Yeah. Uh, the like a two to one vote. And I, I forgot think. what the proposal was to. I, I, I should have been keeping up with it. But yeah, they got across the, the pond is having an interesting. We're kind of doing our thing over here because, hey, we're still shut down. We are still shut down. Yeah. Uh, you found out uh, today one of your friends and a government worker is. Is being uh, recalled. He works for the FAA. Being recalled back without pay. They're mandatory calling him back. Yeah. They're saying like we thought it would be over. You're coming back, and we're not paying you. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Because what happened was, I believe they they asked. They said, okay, we're requesting that you come back. Uh, a bunch of people came back, and they said, well, you was it with pay? And they went, no, but we need some stuff done. And I think a lot of people went, I don't think so. Like, yeah. No, I can't really. So then the next day, they yeah. went. All right. Well, everybody's coming back. Yeah, they without paying, which is, you know, I mean, how, how, how are you supposed to say fuck you to them? Because what happened? Apparently. You, you, apparently, you can't. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't quite understand how the government can shut down. I mean, I understand obviously the mechanics of it to a certain degree, but part of it, part of it. Yeah, the whole thing isn't shut down. Yeah, right. that, that's uh, the shit that I saw in online. With Joshua Tree. Oh, yeah. Did you see that crap? Are people are going cutting it, trees down? 
Did you see it, that? It, it it made me physically ill. Uh, I I you know I I. I I'm not the a huge hippie tree hugger type, but I I I was definitely raised to, uh, to love the natural resources and enjoy them. And, and in particular, in a national park, I would never go into a national park. Although I did, no. Oh oh, is it confession time, young games? <laughs> yeah, only a few people know that. I'll talk about that in a minute. But isn't what you're talking about? Is you're talking about people going in there and cutting down? Some Not of the just Joshua's? that. What it, it, it start, and this is why Mike and I were actually talking about this. We took a road trip to California last week, and how we were talking. We, we had a, you know it's a five and a half six hour drive to where we went, and so you have a lot of time to converse. And one of the things we were talking about was how um, as a now, granted, some of this comes from my Methodist upbringing because they kind of believe that that humanity is just a goddamn mess by nature, mm-hmm. which is true. It is. But the more people you get into an area, the more regulations you need because people, as there's more people around, act like fucking idiots. Yeah, they do. And you need some regulation. And that's why when people say, well, California's got so much regulation, well, they got 50 million fucking people living in that place. Yeah. And, it's, and, and, it's insane how many people fucking live there. So I understand to the, a certain degree the level of regulation. And the least common denominator is what ruins it for everybody. You know, if you, you got, exactly. See, if most people are reasonable, and then you got a real idiot that does whatever the hell it is. It's like, well, I guess we're gonna have to have a rule now. And, and Mike actually brought up the very uh, the, a very strong uh, not argument, but like a, a, an example of all it takes is one or a handful of idiots to fuck everything up. And so if you look at traffic. Yeah. All it takes is one or two people going a little bit too slow mm-hmm. in the wrong lane to create a traffic jam. Yeah. And that's how a traffic jam begins. If you look at computer models of traffic jams, that's how they fucking that's how they begin. That's absolutely how they begin. Is yeah. some idiot cut somebody off and created made them go slower. Some idiot wants to drive too slow or they forgot their fucking exit or something like that. And the whole thing builds up like a wave behind it. Right. And it becomes a goddamn traffic jam. Anyway, so uh, what had happened was you had the partial government shutdown, which means that the national parks were still open, which is why, folks, I don't know if a lot of people understand this, the reason why when they do a government shutdown that the national parks are closed. So 2013 in the fall, yep. I happened to be, we talked about this on a podcast. And they closed time. it. They closed the Grand Canyon, yep. and I was up in Flagstaff with a, a bunch of friends, and we were hanging out, and we... Um, happened to be at a bar, not with Flagstaff, I'm sorry, in Williams, which is the gateway to the Grand Canyon, you know, uh, not that I'm, I work for the Chamber of Commerce, but it's literally the fucking gateway. For it the is. Grand Canyon. Like, you have to go through there and then turn left. So uh, we're hanging out at uh, one of the bars there, and this French couple comes in looking to get a drink, and they see a bunch of boozed up, you know, uh, drunken singing because it's the Canyon Club, oh. which is amazing. Yeah. They have karaoke seven days a week. Oh. Low ceilings. It's like sporties if it had low ceilings and karaoke seven days a week. That's how funky and, it is. And it was, it's popular. People are there doing it. Every saying. single fucking night. It's not so just like one or two people. People are really getting into really it. Really getting into okay. it. So this couple comes in. We get to talking with them. And they uh, come to find out that they flew all the way here, rented a car in Vegas, drove all the way to the Grand fucking Canyon or and to find out that it's basically that it's closed. They didn't make it all the way to the canyon. They made it to Williams and were checked people, into the hotel. People said, people, by the way, it's closed. By the way, you can't go. Like, how do you close the Grand but Canyon? It's a hole in the ground. How is that? Yeah. So the reason you close that is so you don't happen like what happened in Yosemite and fucking Joshua Tree. Because if you don't have somebody there enforcing policies and doing cleanup and cleaning up and sucking the shit and piss out of all the latrines mm-hmm. and things like that, 
if you don't have that staff to take care of that, then you have pieces of shit to go in there that are normally kind of they're they're kind of nudged. It's like a it's like a shit river. You have all these pieces of shit, and you have like people on the sides. The riverbanks in this analogy are the the rangers and the workers and people that work in the national parks to kind of guide this river of shitheads. Yeah. Well, if you don't have those people to guide the river of shitheads, the river spills over the banks and goes fucking everywhere. And I've heard about which it. is what happened in Joshua Tree, and it started getting really horrible. And the trash back up, da, da, da. and then they realize that they can fucking do whatever they want. So you have people going out and they're cutting down trees. Why would you cut a Joshua tree down? I don't know. Why? Now, I can almost Are they understand. using it for firewood? I don't think so because it's green and it's super wet on the inside. Yeah, it takes probably two years to dry out to where you could burn it. Are they just drunk and acting a, acting a fool? I have no idea. But if I caught somebody doing that, I might pistol whip them. Like, I've, I've, yeah. I just, it's like the. A couple of years ago, uh, there maybe four years ago, there were these uh, guys that were uh, Boy Scout leaders, and they were in uh, Canyonlands. Did you hear about that? Uh, or Canyonlands or Arches National Park, one of the two. And they have those rock formations that are basically big boulders suspended. Not suspended, but they're oh, propped and up. someone pushed it off or There's, something. Yeah, they had video of them like rocking right. it back and forth and pushed that. off and all laughing and then, about Woo, it. now they're heroes. Yay, wow. Yeah, yeah. and well, I mean... Two of those scout leaders, they they went to jail. They one of them Good. went to jail for like two years because he was like the ringleader. And you know these guys are crying and whining like oh, I just you know we got caught up in this and I, fuck you yeah fuck you I was a I was a goddamn boy scout and I'm got, I'm proud of it. Well, that's part of the mob mentality though, right? A it's, person is smart, people are dumb. Kind exactly, of exactly, yeah. very much so. So that's what happened in Joshua Tree. Yosemite was even worse. We just heard about Joshua Tree because, I don't know, maybe proximity or they just chose that. But Yosemite had a hundred times the amount of people going into um, going into it and out of it and that Joshua Tree did and had way more extensive damage. And the ecosystem, I mean, we can all argue was the desert more <clears throat> fragile, than it, but Yosemite's ecosystem is really fucking fragile. Because it wasn't meant to have any humans there, and there's already too many goddamn people to go through Yosemite anyway. Then when they found out that the government shutdown was happening, but Yosemite was still open, you could still drive to like, it. Ooh, free. Yeah, because it's normally like $45 to drive in there, and they only let a certain amount of people in during the day. Well, it was a fucking free-for-all. Yeah. I saw pictures of it. It looked like, a, it looked like there was a, a Photoshop LA freeway onto Yosemite Drive. Wow. It freaked me out. Or Yosemite Valley Drive. It freaked me out. I'm like, Jesus Christ, and these people are doing this shit. It sucks. So if I were to go, but the that's Grand... why they that's why they closed the yeah. national parks. But this time they decided to keep it open, and this is they what they want to piss anybody off. They're going right. to have a lot of cleanup to do. And I wonder if there's. I'm sure there are some organized efforts from just volunteers cleaning areas up now. I'm guessing. I bet did you, you it's already. Did happened. you hear about the governor of was it the governor of Oregon? I think uh, yeah, it was governor of Oregon's husband. He went and cleaned. You mean they have a female in charge up there? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yes, female. How did that happen, Joe? Uh, you know what? We let them vote and drive, so yeah. I guess it was bound to happen sooner or later. It's Oregon, <laughs> snarky, socialistic fucker. country. So socialism. <laughs> Oregon, Kidding, which is of course, one of the most. If anybody knows us, you know that's where clearly we are. We are being parodical, ab absurd, demonstrating absurdity absurd. by being absurd. All right, go ahead. But anyway, so yeah, yeah, he went husband. and cleaned up. Yeah, because he likes to go to. I don't know. I don't know what the park was, but he likes to go there all the time, and he um, went and. Took the trash out, cleaned out the bathrooms and stuff like that. And now, on one hand, I I applaud this guy for doing this, and and but I, the other hand is, 
you could shut the fuck up about it. And if you're going to be recognized, right? Don't don't make a big fuss about it because it just looks like you're grandstanding. You kind of look like a dick. Well, and and since he's associated with the you know governor, of course. So. What they could, what could have happened is, or what would have been better is if somebody would have just noticed him doing that and recognized him and said, "Hey, thanks for doing that." Hey, you look familiar. Haven't I seen you next to our governor? On it's kind of what uh, Cory Booker does up there in New, in New Jersey, or used to do when they had snowstorms up there. He was the mayor of uh, uh, Newark, not Newark. Um, you know, the black guy. He's I know who guy. Cory Booker is. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, Which is funny because his name is Corey, and that's definitely not a black no, name. No, it's not. So, but anyway, so he, he, my name was Jamal. So apparently, he goes up there, and, and but it's, everybody knows he does this anyway. He goes up there, and they have snowstorms. He gets big old shovels. And he has a pickup truck, and yeah. he starts shoveling sidewalks and people's driveways. And he's a public servant. Yeah. he just goes out there and he does what yeah. a public servant does. Anyway, but of course, there was there had to be like the agenda, a little spin on it, and he sent a bill to for twenty five dollars to the White House. <laughs> This the, now that's funny. This is the the governor's husband, the governor of Oregon's yeah. husband, did that. He went to I I I think it was Mount Hood. I think that's where he went. It was a mount like a Mount Hood or like a yeah. skiing resort somewhere near Mount Hood. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that oh, shit kind of. It, I understand why they do it. I just wish people could fucking work together. Now this, I I know stuff. that if they if the government shut down and it were say the next day, you know, it was closed but there was no workers and I went up there and to the canyon and the trash cans were kind of empty or they weren't full, I'm sure I would use it if I had a soda or a sandwich wrapper or something. Absolutely. But if it was full or getting full, there's no way at that point I would have used it. I would just say, "All right, just throw it in the truck." And I'll just take it out, and, and you, in other words, it was starting to overflow. Right. And knowing, thing, there's a government shutdown. Wow, that's why it's overflowing. I'm just going to make this situation really worse, and just not going to pile up trash around. Yeah, the thing. exactly. There's no reason you can't. Just the take other it shitty out. thing at the Grand Canyon is is that none of those buses are running. You know, those buses all run on. Uh, I think it's natural gas. Yeah. And they're relatively clean. They smell like farts, but other otherwise, I mean, yeah. you, know, it, you know, it's very clean up there. And there's there there's enough traffic at the Grand Canyon that is not because normally you know they drive and then they park yeah and then you get on I obviously you've been to the Grand Canyon oh, yeah. a few times so and then you you park in the parking lot and then you take one of the buses they go along the loop routes yep none of those buses are running okay but there's also no government workers parked there because they're not working either mm-hmm. so you can just park drive all the want. way through and park wherever you want which is fine. For a responsible human being, as we know, in groups, humans are not very smart. I wonder if people, well, there's a lot of people that are visiting too, so I was just thinking, so I think I'm, I think I'm thinking wrong. If there are more people like throwing shit in the canyon now because they can't, in theory, get in trouble. Or, I, or if there's a lot of people up there, no one's going to do it because someone's watching them. So in that same vein, I wonder, let's say, let's say you or I were at the canyon, we saw somebody throw a piece of trash and into the canyon or you know whatever knowing full well that the death probably would never be investigated would you just push them off just the edge? given the big push <laughs> that's what we've uh, talked about before maybe i uh, you know that would be like i would think like if you were going through if you hated your partner you know and you were there or yeah usually you hate your kids so, so you is that normal to hate your kids i mean i don't have you're asking me. 
<laughs> who has the most perfect uh, small human ever? I know. So if you're there, right? You, you, and yes, I absolutely and, and can't stand to, my kid. And you want yeah. <laughs> no. And you want to <laughs> and you want to kill your kid. I'm so. I just let's just say you're mad at your husband and your wife. That's a little bit more. Jesus, that's you a little bit so more child murdery. No wonder, no wonder you have kids. Yeah. Um, and so you go to the edge, and there's a lot of places. Like people say, we ought to put a gate or a fence all the way around it. I've heard this before. Around 175 miles on one side of yeah. fence around the. That's what you need to do. Anyway, as you know, there are plenty of areas where you can fill it with foam, with foam bricks. <laughs> that way, nobody falls in. Yeah, well, they just bounce. It's a big old trampoline, <laughs> the grand trampoline. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, uh, you just you're you're mad at them. So how could they prove? So you, I, I just call it the big push. You know, you're just you're standing next to them, and you're not getting along. But you really don't want your husband or your wife around any longer. How are they going to know that you physically pushed them in there, and they didn't just slip? He said they fucking slipped. I can't believe it. You know, and then and then they're never going to know. They're never going to know because you're not going to really smack them with a baseball bat in the back of their head. They can in investigate that and get, you know, damage before they die. You know, that's easy to do. But if you just kind of shove them in, you're looking at me like something wrong with me. No, I'm just taking it all in. I'm drinking it in. <laughs> this is one of the darkest things I've ever heard you talk about. No, but there's always... And I'm a little freaked out. And now I definitely am not going to the Grand Canyon with you. <laughs> <laughs> It's my podcast now. <laughs> Pow! And you just <laughs> kick me right off the edge. No, <laughs> And as you're falling in, you'll go, you'll never figure out the board. Fuck you. You don't know how to edit it. I don't mean, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> uh, I, I, would, I would straight up grab you and, and Yank pull me you. in, too. I, I, yeah, if I'm I, going I down, a, you're going down with me. I don't me. have a problem with that. If you're going to think that quickly, you know, I don't have You deserve it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to plan ahead, but but usually with in a murder, you know, there's always. But that's why the Jean Bonnet Ramsey in thing. a murder, <laughs> he says in a murder, air quotes in a murder. <laughs> that, you know that's why really interesting. <laughs> even, even more, more interesting. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it, no, that's why Jean Bonnet Ramsey worked so well. That murder. Oh my god! No, because <laughs> because I don't know how they found her. You know, uh, upside down in a fucking uh, drum in the basement. Okay, right? I, yeah. don't, I don't really know. That's but the point is, is I that think it was the smell. Is no. that it's, <laughs> it's not what I meant. This is an episode of forensic and files. Not how they found her because of the smell. That's not what I meant. But what I mean is so bad. Is it if you generally if it's a murder, uh, you're pissed off at somebody. Whatever. There's going to be a trail of evidence, right? You're going to have fibers or blood's going to be in your right. airplane. You establish, Boy, that was you a mistake. You establish. <laughs> wow. You establish motive. Yeah. And, and establish a motive, and then you go down those leads. And it's and, 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 it's and fucking backtrack. hard to get rid of all the evidence. I mean, it is. It's not that hard. Okay. <laughs> So, but what I'm saying is this is so if you murder someone at your house and they're your child, like we think happened with Jean Monnet, you know, there's no carpet fibers that shouldn't be there. There's no, it's all there. So it's not like something was weird. Yeah, exactly. No, that's, and, and no, you're hundred percent correct on that. Yeah. So that, that was one reason why they couldn't, it was difficult, I believe, because it was, nothing was out of the ordinary necessarily. And they never did figure out who killed her. Yeah. I know that they have, you know, it's like, they don't. It's like uh, Nicole Brown Simpson and OJ. What was the oh the guy the Ron Goldman? There, there was another person murdered, right? You know, Ron, yeah, Ron Goldman. That they, they never figured out who murdered him, but we all kind of know it was OJ, right? 
because OJ is kind of a piece of shit. Like, yeah. And he wrote that book. <laughs> had I done it, yeah, it, had I really I done it, or was it? That's not the title of the book. It's, if I would have done if, it. It's like, when I murdered my ex-wife. Uh, I, I think, I think that's it was, was kind of like, that was the title. How to Commit Murder. No, it was uh, it was If I Did It. That Okay, well, that was close enough. <laughs> Still. Had I done it. Had I murdered my, whatever. Anyway, yeah. and by the way, the feeling that you get when you're standing uh, uh, like up really high and you're looking over top of something, the uh, I can't remember the psychological ramifications of it, but basically, there's two types of people. If you're standing there and there's two, uh, you're standing there by yourself, and you're like, you know, I could just do it. I could just jump. That's like, called. Like, the, no, it was kill yourself. Right. Yeah. It's called the call of the void. There's okay. a Frenchy term for it. But it's called the the call of the void. Okay. And it's it allegedly has like some sort of a um, biological function because it should scare you and let you know that you are that fragile and you really could do that. It's like a it's a thought kind of a thought experiment. Yeah. But if there's two people, you have two people there. You're standing there next to somebody. You can go. I could do it. If you if your first thought is I could push them off rather than I could jump off. It tells a, a lot about your personality, which is why I'm still not going to go to the Grand Canyon yeah. with you because it freaks me out. I've, but I've you're had, right. The committing the murder thing, you commit it. There's a term for that. I'm sure somebody will let us know. Term for what? For uh, committing a murder uh, in an area where it's already going to be saturated with evidence. Uh, you know, oh. Like, of course, my fingerprints are there because I live there. Well, your or fingerprints those, are all over Jean Benet. Well, yeah, she's well, my daughter. Yeah, she's my kid. Yeah. yeah. Although I don't think you can dust people for fingerprints, I don't oh, think that's. Well, I would just that was an example. I like, mean, like her hair is on your sweater. You think? Yeah, no shit. I yeah. complain about it on a daily fucking basis. Yeah, get that hair out of here. I think they established that that for them that they're fairly certain that the like the detectives that worked on the case are obviously have been. It's been so long. They've they're, those guys are retired. Yeah. If not, some of them might be dead by now. But I think they basically just kind of came out after retirement and said, we're pretty sure it was the dad. Yeah. And no, was, I remember it, that. Yeah. I think, right? Right. And I think he had a connection, some kind of Atlanta connection, too, or his wife did. There was some, because they, they, they came in out of Atlanta on a semi-regular basis, I think. Did you hang, did you work on their planes or something like that? Oh, we used that? to go out drinking all the time. Oh, that's terrible. They, they talk about murdering their kid? Uh, did it in a roundabout way. You don't want to get drop too many hints. Mm, God, put about four or five whiskeys in you, and you're just gonna start, dude. Artie, oh God, <laughs> Artie, Artie Lang had this great bit. Speaking of Artie Lang, you know his nose collapsed. You hear about that? No, from yeah, Coke. From, from yes, really? Yeah, yeah. Like in wow. the past couple of days, yeah, it's too bad. Jesus. Yeah, I like Artie Lang. Yeah, and just uh, from, can they, can they rebuild all that? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they can rebuild it, kind of. You're going to have a prosthesis. Like, it depends on how much money you want to spend. It's not going to look as good as your nose, but it's it's going to not be. So there's got to be a better a way hole. to snort cocaine, a lot of it, and not have it. Maybe just don't do that much. And it wasn't oh. just cocaine. It was a lot of things going up his nose. Artie Lang did a lot of drugs. Yeah. Now, anyway, Artie Lang had this bit about John Benet Ramsey where he said that she, um, <laughs> the reason she was like, they had to establish motive. This is going back to the 90s when the shit was still you know, they were still talking about it, like 97, sure. 98. So they had to establish motive. Well, yeah, clearly there's motive. The mom was so mad. It was too, so mad. Or she was jealous because of how hot John Benet Ramsey was. Oh and people are God. like, boo. He goes, what are you talking about? You can't boo that. She looked like she was 16. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jesus. Artie Lang, man, on the nose. But it's true. What he was, he was being absurd and kind of crude, but it's true. Because of all this really 
bizarre shit they put that their, their beauty pageant shit, man. Yeah, yeah. My God, I thought that would have ended the whole child beauty pageant thing. Nope. Yeah, it did. In fact, I heard on one of the Rogan podcasts, a podcast or two ago, he was talking about that, um, which is not what we were talking about now because they're just talking about murdering people, not getting caught. Um, was I think he was? You he, were. I wasn't. Yeah, he, he said he was recently going to some place. He and a, a buddy of I don't know if they were on vacation. Or was he and a friend of his or hunting trip or a comedy getting paid to do a gig? But anyway, they were going through the lobby area, going to the room or something, and in one of the ballrooms was one of those kid child beauty things it's fucked up he said it was just the most fucked up weird thing you could ever imagine you'd think that with be a regulate speaking of regulations the kind i mean of no weird. see you can you it depends on how far you want to go deep into the sexualization of our youth yeah because i saw that shit firsthand uh it's all swinging dicks in my family i i'm my dad's the oldest of three boys i'm the oldest of three boys my mom has one brother and then two sisters that she barely knew. So there was like we had very I had very little female influence outside my mother and my grandmother growing up because it's all dicks. Mm-hmm. So when I had a daughter, I had no idea what the fuck I was going to do. I still kind of don't. Yeah, but you're, you're clueless. I, I'm a little bit more knowledgeable than I was 18, 19 years ago. A little bit. But one thing I did see is that. I mean, you're you're talking about girls want to wear they want to they want to they want to get their uh, and before anybody I'm gonna head everybody off of the past. I'm not gonna go off on some feminism rant because there's a bunch of flawed shit that little boys are taught too. Oh yeah. But once you get to a certain age, it's about eight or nine or ten years old, seven between seven and ten years old, that prepubescent years. There's a division. Basically, boys and girls are the same. Up to that you point, know, you're saying. Up to that point, they're the, yeah. they're basically kind of the same. This developmentally, they're gonna, one's going to be a little more ahead of the other. But but for the most part, as far as sexuality, I don't want to talk about kids' sexuality, sure. but their sexuality but now basically hormones it's, start to then hormones start yeah. to thing things start to happen, and, da, 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 and then there's then you have that's when societal norms just kind of slap them in the fucking face, and that's when little girls are starting to they, they dress them up like cheerleaders and they want to wear makeup and they want to do this and they want to look older and they want to do that and da, 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 they want to grow up and they don't know why. Right. And, but their moms have always done that, or their sisters, older sisters did that. It's just always been like that, which sucks. And we're assuming this is nurture, not nature. I'm assuming this is almost 100%. I know I, hormones are different, but I don't think a girl or a boy on their own by themselves is going to be shooting off guns and throwing, maybe throwing rocks more than a girl would. I don't know. You know what I mean? If you I, would totally isolate them away from you, all these. But if you totally isolated them, then you just uh, you just eliminated any sort of uh, credence to the, or eliminated any sort of. You, you eliminated the plausibility of the experiment and what True. you're trying to prove. Okay. Which is why the nature versus nurture argument is not going to be solved by the Cartoon Casual podcast. It's not? Not yet. Okay. I mean, we're, we're working on we're it. We there. have top men working on it. And women. I want to build a it, top men box. You know, just one of those wood boxes. So f- what Paul's talking about is is the from Indiana Jones, or is it uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Very yeah. end. Like, who has the ark? It's like, a top, top, man. top man, yeah. Who? Top, top men. <laughs> and then you see the guy <laughs> just pushing this, the arc of the covenant monster warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> that you can't even see the end of it. It's so dark. It's so big. It's about a mile down. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> a box. So yeah. the, you get you get things like, uh, like Porsche was in cheer. Yes. I didn't like that 
one bit. Not that I didn't like the activity, good physical activity. It, it is kind of it's a, a team social. It's thing. a social thing. It's a team sport. It gets them out. It gets them right. active. Got to work together a little bit. Yeah, there's practice three or four days a week, and there's this and this and this, and that was cool. That I was okay with. My like nine year old wearing a short skirt, and ha- that's so short that she had to wear special underwear underneath it to 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 keep things kind of covered. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Is that how old she was when we first started? Yeah, cheering? she was oh. eight or nine, I think. Okay, she might correct me on that. I think she was eight. It might have been eight. Yeah, like fourth grade. So they probably shouldn't have cheaters that young with those kind of well, that's, outfits. That's fucked up because you're, yeah. you're talking. Okay, so so like okay, let's so let's let's break this down. Why do they wear those outfits? Why do, why are they cheering on the football players? Why have cheerleaders in the first place? The, okay, yeah. so you're cheering on the football right. players. Cool. Yeah. Okay, fine. And it's an American tradition and blah 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 all that. I get that. So that you have them cheering on. So the most cheerleaders are they're they're female. Most football players are male. Male. There are outliers on both sides of those. That's I know, not what we're not we're talking about. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the average, not the outliers. Because I have friends that were male cheerleaders, and I know I had friends that played. There were female that played hockey and football and wrestled and all that stuff. Mm. I'm talking about the majority. More majority of uh, cheerleaders are female. And they're cheering on male football players. In fact, my sister was a cheerleader in Pee Wee football on my team. That was I was I was playing football. Right on. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, not the so that so that's a, so and and I didn't play football. Okay, that's really fine. at all. And I wasn't I, a cheerleader. I, either. I think it has affected my head, and I'm not making that up. Oh, like some CTE shit. I, I think I, I bet you if I were to hit, do a head, we're going off in five different directions. But if I had a some kind of a major scan on my head and my noggin, they'd go, "You got some weird shit going on in there." We should probably have that looked at. Really, by the, now we should look at it. The the, the unfortunate <laughs> thing is, is I, I I only know this from Rogan and a, and the junior the junior Seau mm-hmm. thirty for thirty. If, if anybody, if you're having a really good day, watch the junior Seau. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30 for 30 because it'll depress the fuck out of you. Oh, good. By the way, I got to go by his house. Mike took me by uh, Junior Seau's house. Oh, really? Yeah, it's where he blew his brains out. So oh, that was good, cool too. Yeah, but it was, awesome. it was, but yeah, anyway. Jesus. Uh, yeah, but uh, anyhow, uh, yeah. So you have with this, brain this, damage. The sexual, saying, not the yeah. brain damage. I'm taking oh. it, I'm taking, bringing it, we're going to reel it back, back a little in. bit. Okay. So you have the sexuality that's cheering on, the, you have feminine sexuality that's cheering on the masculine sexuality. And you got these two f- opposing forces, like football players, or like two opposing teams are like, oh, I'm going to smash you because I need to screw one of them. Like at mm-hmm. the, the very basis of that lizard brain, way, way deep in there. That's kind of what's going on. Oh, sure. And I remember in junior high school, I also played football, too. And we had the where everybody's getting a little more hormonal and everything oh, after the football and game. And you have no idea what you're going to do. Dude, I remember in junior high school, there were, we always had big parties in uh, – this one place called, uh, if, if my sister ever listens to this podcast, or Kate O'Donnell, whatever, in Morrisdale, which we, uh, it was kind of bigger houses back in the 70s, which is not that big compared to today. Right. But it was uh, upper middle class for sure, and some upper class, and people used to teasingly call it Mortgagedale. Morrisdale <laughs> was kind of funny. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, but there would always be parties in there after the football games. Junior in high junior school. High? Junior high school. In high school, of course, but even junior high. And I remember parties that I participated in where, alcohol was provided nice junior high school where the people that ran the house everybody can spend the night if they yeah. want and blah blah blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and the kids we drank i didn't drink a lot back i really didn't but in high school a little more but junior high school there was booze there so there, the unspoken implication is is that 
uh, look at this. Yeah. If you do good on the field, we're cheering you on. If you do good, at, you know, on the field, and look at this, then you get some of this. Right. That's the implication. Sure. I realize that that's going a little, maybe may, might be a little too far for folks, but it's really not that far of a stretch when you look at how cheerleaders are dressed. Why the are they going to do? I'm real honestly. Why wearing, do they exist? Why do we have to look at that much leg? Right. Not that I'm complaining because I dated two cheerleaders when I was in high school and in junior high. Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. and um, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with sports, contact sports. I do have take issue with now that we're starting to find out some really bad shit about CTE and head injuries and things like that with football. But I don't mm-hmm. have a solution to it. I wouldn't say get rid of football because it's a it's part of Americana. It's like it, mm-hmm. it, it 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 fits into our culture and is so ingrained in our culture. That doesn't mean that we can't change a little bit of it. But I had a problem. I, I, it's not that I had a problem. It's not like I was going to tell the kid, no, you can't be in cheer because I have an issue with you exp- with the way people are sexualizing you at an early age. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it was too young. I think it's too yeah, young, per- I agree. personally. I agree. Young woman wants to be 14, 15, 16 years old and be like, all right, well, I'm kind of becoming an adult and I want to express myself this way. Fine. Get the legs. You yeah. want to. You want to. You want to do that. That's fine. Good. That's good on you. Fucking go for it. I will tell you this: when you're that age and you're in junior high school and you got cheerleaders that are good looking, do all that crap. It's you. You tend to not focus 100 percent on the task at hand, right? Of the game. I can tell you that 100 percent. Guarantee. Oh, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so. But it's uh. It. Uh, that. But the. So. When you have something that's so ingrained in, the American culture and persona of being quote american you have american is apple pie you have american football you have cheerleaders you have tailgate parties mortgage dale like you're talking about things like that you know uh, it's hard to make those changes but it's uh sometimes it's kind of necessary but it, you know it's i'm trying to figure out what my point was with bringing that up but with with the the learning about dealing with girl stuff well, those that we started later with the beauty, on the beauty contest, the young and the, and the, you'd think that those beauty contests would have kind of gone the way of the dodo, but they they yeah. aren't they aren't completely gone. But the last I heard that they were basically kind of done. They they're kind of they're, yeah. they're not as huge as they used to be. Uh, I know that uh, they used to be really big all over the Midwest, and they really just don't happen it was, anymore. It was, but I kind of wonder if part of it has to do with the fact that there aren't any malls left because <laughs> for real that, they the were mall, they were the malls did a lot of malls. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I just kind of, I don't wonder if there's a correlation there. I'd love to see that study. Uh, speaking <laughs> of other brain damage, I, I do remember in, um, I, I cracked actually, it was either two or three helmets. I was pretty good at, you know, going head on head, head on head, head to head, you know, but, you know, full speed, yeah. lower your head and boom. And I ended up cracking three. That's where I may have first learned about fiberglass repair because my father, <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it. I think he said, I'm not buying a new helmet because I mean, my brain is not, you know, whatever. You know, so I think he actually, we took all the padding on the inside out. And I believe that he did some fiberglass repair to one of the helmets that That's I had. That's crazy. Um, but well, now looking, and now looking back, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's Paul. All, this is all making sense. Take these notes from my memoirs. I'm going to have to write. Well, and as, but the thing is, is that, it, I, and you know, honestly, I kind of, kind of wish Kevin were here. Yeah. Because Kevin is really knowledgeable about the, the whole CTE thing. Oh, is he? Very much yeah. so. Yeah. Well, just because he listens. He he's listens a sport all, guy. He's a sport. Yeah. He's a sports guy. And Rogan talks about it all the time. And that, and he just, Kevin absorbs knowledge and just keeps it. Well, what's, I absorb knowledge and then sometimes it comes out wrong later on. I wish I could absorb knowledge like that. What I find fascinating anyway, is that Rogan talks about it uh, a lot, but he also, he's in the sport that where you just beat the living shit out of each other in the head. 
Yeah, you except know, he's not involved not, in that no, sport anymore. He doesn't. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, you're right. Because of that. Okay. He'll commentate on it, but he doesn't do it. Yeah. Uh, and and in because of that, he started. You know, he started seeing. Uh, and in fact, a few weeks ago, he brought up a video that I actually watched, and I had to. I just couldn't finish it. Uh, it was showing uh, fighters like early on in their career and it, like in their prime, and then as after they had retired and how fucked up they were. There, it just showed. Tons of different, and it was it was all boxers. It wasn't these. This is not MMA like meatheads. This mm-hmm. and the, 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 like it was. It wasn't not and not that all MMA guys are meatheads. I just mean it wasn't fake shitty gyms where people like are padded, full contact. Gloves and, these are boxers yeah. that were pugilists that studied the craft and da, 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 they, mm-hmm. but they got hit in the head so many fucking times yeah. that they are developmentally disabled. There's one guy who couldn't even eat on his own anymore. Jesus. Yeah, it was just really bad. But, my, but my, yeah, the CTE thing is just scary. And they can't diagnose any of it until until you die. Until yeah. you're until you're uh uh an autopsy is performed, they inspect your brain and you go, Yep, there it is. The last big head noggin I had the collision with was with the tail of the airplane out here, but I did it didn't knock myself out, but it was it rung my bell. But before that it was in high school and it was a buddy of mine, one of my George's friends who was taking karate or whatever, and we were we were just playing around. And I said, all right, man, let's do this, let's do that. And I said, I want you to do a spinning back kick, you know, to my head because I'm going to do this. And when he did it, I wasn't, not that I was supposed to be ready, but it, it wasn't a real fight anyhow, but he got me and clocked me with his head and just boom. And, the, and I, I wasn't knocked out, but I was close. I was on the ground. Like if it were a real fight, he would have easily finished me off. Damn. Because he could have he could have just kicked me in the face at that point because I was on all fours. And then I do remember being, when I was 12 years old, I was knocked out for a couple minutes um, uh, in a, did we talk about this? About making, because we made this, um, uh, one of those uh, things you hang between trees and cables and you zip, zip line. A zip line. We yeah. made our own yeah. zip line. This is like in 1976 and uh, in the Texas woods out there. And a friend of ours, a little bit older, could have been like the Todd character in uh, Beavis and Butthead, you know, the... <laughs> the whole, oh god the guy that's but we were able to string up some cable between and we were zipping around in these trees and we thought hey it's gonna be let's let's make a length do we not talk about this ever i don't think so okay let's make a length of, of cable or rope that's about halfway the length of the run from tree to tree so we had a platform a tree to tree and we're running and let's say it's a, a couple hundred feet he had he knew what he was doing this guy that was stringing these cables up so we'll just go, we'll zip down and then the line will tighten up, boom, and we'll swing out and hang on there and then they'll let go of it and we'll continue on. Just, it's another uh, element of the ride that we made. Yeah, okay. All right, so. Sounds incredibly fucking dangerous, but yeah, absolutely uh, something I would have done. As it turns out, yeah, yeah. I went <laughs> turns down. Turns out. Turns. <laughs> did the run and I, I couldn't, you know, I was 12 years old, whatever, and I was hanging on, boom, and, and I couldn't hang on to the the grip you know it was a handheld thing they said i did a one backflip and down and landed like this this would be my head down here yeah boom and they they thought i broke my neck they they thought i was done and i was knocked out you know they said for they, they went down Jesus. there how old were you approximately? Uh, tw- 12 12 yeah 12 i had a concussion Shit. it went to the hospital and they uh they said yeah just don't let him fall asleep or wake him up every 20 or 30 minutes or something you know i went through and we actually knew one of the the doctors there, I guess, was a friend of my father's, but he was a regular, uh, you know, general practitioner or whatever. So went went to the his office and he checked me out pretty thoroughly. Didn't do any scans or anything like that, but they say I yeah, just make sure 
He doesn't fall asleep for more than like whatever in it was. 1976, they're not going to do any scans for you. They're going to give you leeches and be like, you should do more <laughs> cocaine. You'll be better in and the morning. Bloodletting. You know, like, yes, and bloodletting. Yeah. yeah, definitely let them back anyway, humors so, out. Anyway, so there's that. And then after that was cracked helmets. And then I'm, and I started thinking, as I'm falling asleep one night, not that long ago, I'm going, I bet my head is actually fucked up. But yeah. there's something wrong in my head. Yeah, and as you, but see, you're also at the age now where you have you sub- sustain those injuries. I would say that if you're pro- if you're going to develop CTE symptoms, you would have developed them by now. Short fuse, depression. <laughs> okay, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> some people, some people. I don't mean to people, make fun of mental health, but goddamn it, some, that was funny. Some people fly eventually a lot. Yeah, yeah. Start it's escapism. Take on social, local, political uh, fighting the, local corruption <laughs> where there might not be any. I mean, just. <laughs> Just supporting crazy local politicians that turn out to be pieces of shit. I mean, just yeah. all these weird. That's weird things. So hey, I'm, I'm good. Hey, wait a second. Oh. I think you may have done all, literally all of those things. So I, I but I am kind of so. But you're saying you can't figure that out. Like if I went to have some kind of a scan in my head. From what I understand of the of CTE is that you cannot confirm the diagnosis 100 percent. Uh, without doing an autopsy, it's uh, it's very it's right very, now. It's, anyway. it's right now. It's similar to um, uh, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's is like that as well. Okay. Uh, you 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 can get like ninety five percent there, but in order to have a hundred percent confirmed diagnosis, that the, the they have to slice your brain open to well, go slice by slice and look at it. But most Alzheimer's people that have had what they think is advanced Alzheimer's anyway, right? They've got it's pretty obvious. It does I mean, go through a certain kind of stuff. Yeah, whatever. it's like okay, you look at I forget what it's called case study. You know, bulk case case mm-hmm. study where you have okay, they this is the first symptom they show, this is the second system, symptom, and this is how it progresses. And then after that, we look at that one case and go, okay, now that they died of what we think is Alzheimer's, let's cut the brain open, slice it real thin, one millimeter at a time. Look at each one and go, yep, that's Swiss cheese. That's yeah. absolutely Alzheimer's. Then you look at the next person and like, uh, they, they progress the same way as that guy did. Okay. What about her? She progressed the same way. Exactly. And you get a few thousand of those people and go, okay, this is how we diagnose as close as possible to this. And they do the same thing with CTE. Seems Alzheimer's is more common in men than women. Is that, or is I that think not? that's true. Yeah. And, and, and on the whole, if I remember correctly, dementia is more common in women than, than in men. Oh Yeah. Yeah, the I I believe I read that just recently. Actually, now I think about it, and it's something I never really thought about. But now looking at, as you know, when the job that I do, we I kind of see everybody who gets admitted to the hospital. We, I don't monitor every person that gets admitted, but I see the names and the the diagnoses of of the people that get admitted. Is there a part in your work where you um, hate everything? <laughs> yeah, hate. I hate. <laughs> I need to watch that one during the break. Let's watch that one. We're gonna one watch minute that piece. One minute piece about <laughs> the, the robot texting back and forth. Uh, I love you. Patton, I hate. I hate. And then I sent I hate it. These fucking people. I hate this fucking traffic. Because he said apparently all of my sentences start out with I hate. Yeah, that's what he said. Uh, Patton Oswalt. It's a. Uh, uh, Fuck! What's the name of that special? It's an oh. old special. The whole thing is uh, on my, my weakness is strong. My weakness is strong. Is that what? 
He's like, hey, hate this, I hate that, and it's predictive text. So my phone is used to me saying, I hate. My <laughs> wife texts me and said, oh, I love you, da, 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 and I go to text. He goes, I, and I, automatically filled in hate. Hate, and then he hits send, <laughs> and he just sounded like a robot that was, was like, it's all I am programmed to do is I hate, I hate. <laughs> hey, you know what? With that, let's take a break. Let's do that. You guys listen to some music. texted me the other day, sent me a text message, said, I love you. Oh, that's sweet. She texted me, I love you. So I texted back, I love you. But I have the kind of cell phone, it remembers every text I've ever sent. So to save me time, it learns the words that tend to follow other words. So if I write where, and I hit space, puts up the word are, because I'm about to write where are you? So I type I, I hit space, 
and it puts up the word hate because that's <laughs> clearly what I write all the time. I'm just with my phone. I hate this movie. I hate this. Then I wasn't paying attention and I hit send. Now, I, I didn't send I hate you. I sent I hate. So if you, if you went back and you looked at the transcript of us texting, it would seem like it's this adorable young woman who's arguing with an insane supercomputer that's about to destroy Earth. So she writes, I love you, and it writes back, I hate, I hate. It is all I am programmed to do, I hate. How eerie would that have looked in real life? That conversation, we're at a state fair, holding hands, I got a big pretzel, she's got cotton candy. She looks over, she goes, I love you. I hate, I hate, I hate. You knew that when you took my seed, woman, I hate. Bring forth my doom spawn from your stink crevice and prove the gypsy wrong. Did you know that the Swedish chef's name is just Swedish chef? Yes. I, uh, in fact, I saw a blurb on that. I was going to tag him in, but I thought, nah, because it wasn't as funny, but it was a, a still an image of the Swedish chef. And uh, because we talked about that, we've joked about having a, because I, I could see you doing that. If there were actually a restaurant downtown that you either owned or managed, <laughs> probably every once in a while, you'd put on your Swedish chef and you'd be the Swedish chef for a day. It, it, or, or It'd be hilarious. If somebody ordered Swedish, I would have an, I would have a menu item. I see like in my, in my mind, my dream restaurant, there's all these like wacky menu items, like Swedish fish. Mm-hmm. You're like, and, it, and the, and it, all, the description is it's just regular fish made the normal way. <laughs> But when I make it, I go, and you get a free show. So then I just sell a shitload of fish. And that'll be the daily special is the Swedish fish. Oh, like the candy? No, like this. And then I just I fucking put the hat on and I do all that stuff. I, I, that, it really would be funny. I think that would be hilarious. It's like, uh, yeah, the third uh, Thursday every month is the uh, Swedish chef guy's day. So go down there and talk to his name is Joe. You're going to do nothing but eat. Jor- Jorg. Jorg. Not Joe. That's probably Jorg Joe for <laughs> Jorg Fjörs, where are you from? Troy and Sweden. Like, what region is Sweden? Ohio, Sweden. It's bad. It's bad how easy it is for me to do that. It's, oh, it's Jesus. It is a funny, uh, funny thing. So it's a couple of topics we want to hit, and one is going to be, I'm going to talk about the shutdown a little bit too and an aspect of aviation that you now know about. Can we talk about the fact that Nancy Pelosi kind of looks like somebody took a, a child-size face mask like a mask and stretched over an adult head yeah it was um it, I, that was I, not I, a flattering shot of her walking through it, the, it wasn't uh, it was, she was very shiny it's it, do you think part of the government shutdown is her makeup artist doesn't it work ha- it has to oh be. <laughs> that's terrible obviously trump's makeup artist is not it's not shut down so for those of you who don't know we, we leave, that's my bipartisan effort in making we leave fun of a, a news channel on which we're going to stretch that definition of news but we've had them all <laughs> 
but we've had them all. A, you, you act like we're watching The Onion. <laughs> <laughs> we've had it all on before. We've had, we've had we've had CNN, Fox. We've had now we have MSNBC, and there's Lindsey Graham. Your who's she? Oh, gay no, aunt, Lindsey Graham. Everyone's gay aunt from. Seneca, South Carolina, and he's. We talked about this a little bit. And we don't want to get up on politics, but you know, he's. You can tell that he is on the fence about more than one thing. <laughs> Just, oh. Does that, are you referring to being on the fence post or the? Oh, he's on the poll, and we're not just referring about his position in the race. Well, you know, my polling numbers are really high. Oh, I bet they are. And okay, people, art. let's just... Lindsey Graham is probably gay, and I don't really give a shit. It doesn't matter if I know. he's gay or not. It's just the fact that he's... he's <laughs> right. But I don't think he's happy with Trump. And I bet you a lot of hard-right Republicans are mad at him because he's... You can tell he's not happy with what's he, going on. He's not on. happy with what's going on. Like, you yeah. think deep down inside when he's cuddling with his friend Bruce mm-hmm. is that he's uh, he's probably kind of bummed out. Probably have a lot of good pillow talk about the whole... Oh, I can't. <laughs> Lindsey Graham, he's like the the, the <laughs> Kevin Spacey's character from Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. He kind of is. In political form, because he's yeah. in South Carolina, and he's in... <laughs> sure. Was that in Savannah? It was Savannah. It was a Savannah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Savannah... They all look alike. They all kind of look alike. <laughs> Those southern towns, there's like Spanish moss yeah. hanging from everything, and... Uh, you know that that whole scene there that you know, uh, can't can't take anyway. So I, I was going to say the part of the government shutdown real quick. I have it's been confirmed to me from powers that be higher up in the FAA that I know uh, we had an accident as you people know a fatality on the Walpi Mountains a few days ago. Yeah, and uh, where a, a woman was killed and the pilot wasn't, and it was a bad. It was just bad all around for everything, and um, because of the government shutdown, uh, that accident will not be investigated by the FAA. Period. It just never. End of sentence. Yeah. It Straight won't. from the FAA. So we're never going to really know what happened. They're going to nope. have to get it from the pilot. Hopefully he comes to his senses. Apparently he's pretty... Probably uh, not going to have any yeah. sort of... Um, um, I mean, it, it, well, is it possible, since they can't investigate it, can they... Will there be any prosecution, or will the, are there anybody held accountable? Um, if they can't invest, do a full investigation. Hopefully, the the pilot comes or the pilot knows. Hopefully, he comes around. You know, they can yeah. interview him someday, which they will do that at least. Yeah, yeah. But the actual crash site, I believe, is already been kind of probably cleaned up. Oh yeah, presumably. And, and it's going to be dragging it off, and they and they may look at it later on. But normally, there's a fatality. It's a big deal, and the FAA and NTSB they jump right in immediately. Well, that's too bad. And, and that's that that didn't happen, and it's not going to happen. I mean, so, no matter what side of the political spectrum or we're at on the spectrum you fall, it, it, the, a government shutdown is a really bad thing. It's it, it's it's kind of bad for everybody. Yeah, it's not good for anyone, and it's not anyone one party's fault or any one side's fault. Even though the the various news agencies really want you to you know, feel that and way, we can all sling these arrows back and forth. But also, the FAA is being called in. A mandatory. They kind of gave an option to come in. They kind of begged people to come in without pay, and most people said, nah, "I don't think so." And, and then, then, so a couple days later, they went, "All right, well, you're going to come in anyway. Mandatory, no pay. Come in." It's too bad. Well, that's going to have a really good environment for aviation, and yeah. I have a whatever. question for you, Paul. Yeah. What brand of razors do you use? I, I know where you're going with this, but uh, you know, I do you want to actually talk about razors before we get into that topic? Not really. Okay. Well, I don't. <laughs> So, I, I I really I, I'm a mixed bag. Oh, oh! I'm well aware, as are our our, our listeners. 
um, sometimes sometimes I will just use the the clippers on on the with no guard and just uh-huh. keep yeah. it at that length for a while. And I go, yeah, I think I'm going to shave. Better for your skin. Yeah, and then I'll shave with uh, what are those? Uh, you know, the double edged ra- You know, the old fashioned. Oh, the safety razors. Safety the old razors. Yeah, ones. so okay. I'll do that a little bit, and then but then I'll go, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And then I'll buy. And it's either Chic or Gillette right in there now. Um, because I hate using the plastic stuff because there's, uh, you know, I, I'm more environmentally aware now, which started from the movie nights out here where, do you know that moment that happened that I started recycling? Uh, when, was it uh, Henry? Yes. When Henry asked you, do you guys uh, recycle? And uh, and you're like, oh, uh, not really. Uh, no. It's cool. I'll just take my beer bottles right. with me. And he took, he packed several it in and packed beer, it out. Yeah, several beer bottles. He took them downtown. Like he was on a backpacking trip. And I went, just, I went oh. And as I probably stood around alone in my hangar for an hour contemplating my life <laughs> at that point and what a piece of shit I was for I not mean, doing that. And it's good uh, that everybody needs to have moments like that. So I, what I do now only is uh, glass and uh, aluminum. Aluminum is a no-brainer. Uh, that's easy and very economically viable. And you get money back for that. That shit's recycled. And I think glass is kind of in the gray zone now, it, depending ex- what the price is. It's expensive. Is. Yeah. So they, I think, yeah. just piling them up. They need piles of glass in different colors, probably out there somewhere, just getting bigger and bigger. Segregated. Because they're going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not right. I didn't say segregated. It ain't right. I did. I said partially. Are, are we talking about space, separate piles? space between them? Separate and equal piles. Separate and equal. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they're out there. As long as it's equal, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and so probably if the glass. Prices, you know, could go up, whatever. They can go back and get these big old piles of glass, and it's worthwhile to recycle. Um, or people just go, yeah, well, it's probably right to recycle this. Because that's where it's going to go eventually. They're going to figure this crap out. But plastic is the big one. Plastic and paper is way out of bounds economically to recycle, I think. I mean, and paper, like, at the very least, paper, you, paper will biodegrade. Paper, yeah. you, paper, you don't even have to recycle. You could use tons of paper and just compost it. Yeah, turn oh, to dirt. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Now it's kind of tough to do out here in the desert, just because there's no, there's not much soil, but you have to build the soil, and that's yeah. super easy. And honestly, I remember years ago, uh, Tim got it really hardcore. Uh, Tim Schroeder got real hardcore into um, gardening, uh, and something I kind of have a little bit of experience with. It was one of the few things that when I first became friends with Tim that I realized that I had a little bit of experience with that he didn't, because okay. it's normally very much one sided. Because I can't. I don't know shit about building houses or welding. I didn't know anything about brewing beer then or fucking anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but gardening and composting is something I kind of knew a little bit about, and you have to create soil. Uh, and one of the easiest ways to do it around here is, this is so gross, is you get your, you have to have your your greens and your browns, and your different types of compost, right? You have green stuff and obviously mm-hmm. brown stuff. Brown stuff being paper. But the, in order to get them to work together, they have to be kept moist. And we have such a sterile environment here. It's this, it's still so nasty. Is taking yogurt, a couple big tubs of Dan and yogurt, and just dumping it onto your compost pile and mixing it around with the equal parts greens and browns and just letting it sit. Because you're essentially inoculating the soil because there isn't shit out here. Because there's never been soil, so there's no Does, microbes to break it down. But anyway. What, a big piles of poo do the same thing? I don't think so because it's different kind of – it's different. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't try. Uh, I know that – I don't know about you, but I'm not a big fan of 
views in anything other than a toilet. Well, let me tell you what my father used to do. Oh, we were Christ. In, we were I, in, I can't, I'm afraid. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Back in the 1920s in <laughs> no, no, Texas. We, we were in Texas. Shoot my, like migrants? Is that what it was? was well, that was going on just everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> so awful. So, no, we had, uh, uh, we did a lot of gardening when I was a, a kid, and we had a good uh, little plat, plot in the backyard. And uh, my father learned from someone that chicken poop is about as uh, nutrition full of whatever you got to do. Nitrates. Yeah. So uh, there was a chicken farms not too far from us. And we had this station wagon. Didn't have a truck back then. You know, the, so we put all the seats down. Ew. And my father would like, God damn, you know, line Paul. it with plastic. There would be plastic up there. Oh, well, thank God he put you line <laughs> it with plastic. That's so <laughs> gross. That's where you and your sister would sit yes. on road trips. Yeah. And you're like, man, it smells like chicken shit in here. <laughs> and then we'd go to the chicken farms and we would shovel chicken. They were they had piles of chicken Absolutely. shit. Absolutely, yeah. And, and they probably gave it to you for free yes. just because you're doing them a favor. Yeah, get rid of this. So we go there and then we mix that in the garden and I'm sure Absolutely. we got all kinds of weird Absolutely. bird diseases and stuff. No. I don't know. Now you, you're avian flu yeah. combined with your CTE is why you're batshit crazy that's now. Ex- exactly. So anyway, so we did that. So I'm just wondering if the poo thing would be the same as the yogurt thing, and maybe not. Well, dep- also, so you're adding. Ni- so if you if you have nitrogen depleted soil, you want to add something with nitrates, right? If you had, and, and that, and it just kind of depends on what. The God, we had the best carrots. We raised carrots or grew carrots. Or raised carrots? <laughs> well, you raise them from a baby carrot. Starting <laughs> <laughs> with a baby. Raised carrots. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my shout, God. I shout out to Andrea from uh, <laughs> Lorea Blossoms and also <laughs> and from uh, Rose Rosebird Gardens. We had need to have her in here sometime, and we can talk about raising carrots. I kind of want to talk about raising raising. That should be her podcast, <laughs> raising carrots. raising carrots with Andrea. That's, that would be pretty funny. It's actually really funny. You should pitch that We're idea. Gonna have her. her do that. She could use uh, the studio once a month and <laughs> and do a podcast on her own. We could like talking to raising carrots or, or talking to idiots about gardening, and we would be well. You know more than yeah. well, I don't know. We yeah. combining idiots. You know, there's a, green thumbs for brown thumbs or something like that. Yeah. So, so, um, all right. We backed on what you were talking Oh, Gillette or Let's get down Schick. to this. So, I do have Gillette or Schick in my bathroom. I have Walmart brand generic. And, okay. and, and now I have a beard, but I shave my neck. Okay. So, I go through one razor. This is how I justify not using the straight, or not straight razor, but the, uh, what are they called? The safety, safety razor, razor. Which is usually the blades are stainless steel and that can be recycled. Yes. You also, they're also super cheap and they don't take up much space. So, like, they go yeah. to a landfill that's not going to be that big. And, and you Whatever. have the handle that you buy kind of once, once, forever. And, right. Until you did. If you look at the, and then my barber can attest to this, if you look at the follicles on my face, I don't have a lot of hair. I have very thick follicles. Um, and I can't use a safety razor. I need more than one blade. I can't use them. Okay. It, all it, it doesn't cut through the hair. It just rips them out and gives me razor bumps everywhere, and it's bad. Shout out to Bill Street Barbers down there. I'm yeah. going to go get me a real shave down there one day. They do that. Bill Street Barbers, man. Yeah. That's, Josh they, and Santana are killing it. Give you, they are. They're, they're need, they need more help. They're doing well. I mean, they're, yeah, they're going to they're gonna beyond make it. They're going to be as long as they want to do that. Yeah, they're going to sure. put other places out of business. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I dig those guys. Anyway, uh, so I use... Walmart brand plastic disposable like three bladed razors mm-hmm. because I bought a four pack in 2017 and I've on I've just opened up the last one 
mm-hmm. of the four pack in two thousand from two thousand seventeen to now. Jesus. Yeah, because I, I I only shave like maybe once or twice a week, and okay. I only shave my neck, and I don't shave anywhere else on my face. So Got like it. I don't I don't yeah. Okay. But anyway, no. So like this Gillette thing. So I watched we watched the commercial during the break. During the break. Which I hadn't seen yet. Heard a lot about it. Uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of people. Uh, a lot of I have a ton of female friends, so they're all like fucking right on. It's about time somebody stood up and said some. some Is that what shit. they said? Yeah. Did they, had they seen that? They for saw the most the part. Yeah. Is this commercial on television yet? It's on television. Okay, because someone said about Super Bowl and it's not there yet. Super Bowl. I'm just thinking. I don't know if it's Super Bowl. You know what? I thought it was on TV, but I don't know. I don't know shit. Okay. There's no regular TV in your. No, life, there's yeah. no regular TV yeah. in my house, and I don't know like. I don't know many people that have regular cable. Yeah, and this is or not broadcast cable. TV. This, this isn't even is, cable uh, either. This is the Apple TV and shit. Yeah, so that's we're watching, uh, and this this app, this is Directv app that I bought because there's a few things I want to watch, like Formula One racing and a couple different things that right. I really and I I don't mind having the news on now while we're talking, just in case you know the world blows up. Blows up. We want to document it digitally. Yeah. So that's why it's here. So so anyway, that so commercial. The commercial. I know by the time this goes, uh, by the time this goes out, people, I think most people that listen to us are going to have, will have seen that and have weighed in and have some sort of opinion. And there was only one aspect of the commercial that I wasn't like, yeah, that, that shit, that like, that, that's a good message was what, what Ad, I guess Adam Carolla brought it up and, yeah. you, and you mentioned it and yeah. was the two boys that are uh, like at a barbecue or something that are wrestling on the around. grass, on the grass, yeah. on the grass. It looks like they're, 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 Look, maybe fighting or wrestling. Yeah, one's definitely on top of the other it's in a like more aggressive position for two sure. Two to three seconds worth. It's not enough to give context to whether or not, like, if it was one kid beating up on the other kid, obviously that that's not cool. And we need to. Uh, the, it was good that the dad jumped in or a sure. guy j- jumped in and pulled him apart. Uh, but you, but the whole boys will be boys thing. That that is true. That's true. What they say in there. That's that that. Uh, God, it's hard to crack this apart. It is. It, it, it so they do tend to kind of wrestle around and 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 that's just the aggressive nature push of males. And stuff and, and it, that's like that in nature too. Like the, I, so is that really is the question? That is that really true? I think that some people would say that's not their learned behavior. I don't buy that one hundred percent. That it is. I'm not oh, saying it's okay to beat the biologically. Shit out of each other. Males are more aggressive, but fem- more aggressive all the time. It's like how you. <laughs> I don't bleed steam constantly, and you do. And that's no. why every once in a while when I do blow up, it's really fucking disastrous, and people get worried. Yeah. And it doesn't happen too often, and maybe two or three times, four times a decade. Yeah. But but because you're constantly bleeding steam, you don't blow up. You don't do that. You're constantly... That's, that's, that's how I view the average male and female reactions to things, not just humans, but everywhere, is that if you look at, uh, like in the animal kingdom... I'm not worried about a male goose unless it's mating season. I'm worried about the female goose because she's going to fuck me up. Mm-hmm. I, and I know because I've been attacked by both. <laughs> they're horrible. The, well, they're strong, the, too. The, they are strong. The Not as strong as I am because yeah. I'm a human and we conquered the fucking planet. Right. Fucking goose. God damn yeah, it. If you don't run and just stand up to them and, try to, and punch them in the face... You know, I didn't punch them in the face. They don't have a face. They have a beak. No, called a face. That fucking the gander is that what it is. A gander. Yeah, the gander is a male one, right? Yeah, so it's, it's good got, for the, the goose. Gander. Yeah, good the goose. That. 
Yeah. Yeah. So the gander, came, fuck you, and I batted him away, and then he went, and then he took, tried to take a chunk out of my leg, and I grabbed him by the neck and threw him in the river, <laughs> just like a hammer throw, like a like and, in, like and, a, the Highland Games, boom, <laughs> threw, threw his fucking big ass out. And, but and, then what happens? The goose is like honk honk honk, and chased the. I had to get on my bike to get away. Oh, he came back she, out no, after no, you. She, the ga- the the oh. goose. Oh, oh. The okay. female came after me. And that's why you I'm can't like, do that to my husband. Yeah, like, only you, I can do that to my. Don't husband. you mess with my husband. Like that's kind of <laughs> like it was like a ghetto goose just came after me. It got all got all hood goose on me, man. It was fucked up hood goose. Anyway, uh, yeah. So the the whole thing is they talk about they don't mention it, but it's implied is. Toxic masculinity is a thing, and it is a real thing. Sure. But it's not every man that's like that. That's true, too. Not every man is like that, and not every man is like that to, to, to a scale, to, to, the, to, like, to, the, to the nth degree, like all the way there. It's not, but there's some of that stuff that is really true. Yes, there, it is. And it's uh, like the, the businessman who's like, I think what she was trying to say was, that's demeaning, and I've fucking seen that happen. I've seen it happen in dozens of meetings I've been in. We're, and it's uh, it's it's demeaning, it's degrading, and women have been dealing with it for a long time. When when I saw that part, there was a meeting that I was in actually not too long ago, where we were having a loose conversation. It wasn't a real business meeting; it was a downtown thing. But it was just kind of a small group, and I was the only guy in there. And there was some conversation about something, about where to have the next meetings, and I, it doesn't matter what the detail was. But I looked at that and I was like, God, I wonder if that was. Kind of, I didn't touch anybody. Oh, what she's trying to say is this. But there was a moment where I where I said. I love her for that because she wants to have a meeting over there and we're all about partying and I dig that. And I know that she doesn't want to have a party or be serious about the meetings because all they do is go to serious meetings. I mean, they were basically saying this anyway, but I was summing it all up yeah. because, because to me, they didn't say that exactly. And this was a, uh, an environment where it was totally fun and casual and they could have said that. And it would have been funny, uh-huh. but because I'm always, you're kind of like me in a way where no matter what is being said, whenever it is, if you're in the right environment, you're going to try to say something funny about it. Yeah, at and, least to lighten the mood a little right, bit. Right, but in a lot of environments, we can't. You can't do that at yeah. work or this or if it's a, a, a city thing. I mean, we have to throttle. I bet it's more difficult for us. We're being oppressed, Joe, because— Yikes. <laughs> don't say we when you say that shit. Don't, don't do that. Well, you, might, you might have a majority of men working here, but I work with the majority of women, okay. and they will fucking destroy me. Okay, what I'm, I'm saying— scared of them. The goose. I'm, I'm scared of the goose. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying, the nurse gooses, geese, the nurse geese, geese. <laughs> gonna come get you. But what I mean is, and I'm joking about it, but what I mean is you've got a, you've got an active mind with humor. And so do I, I think we're funny a third of the time. Way and, to have confidence in your abilities. <laughs> You're welcome. We're goddamn hilarious. But what I mean is, think about that. How much restraining do you do in any given day of shit that you want to say that you think would be pretty funny, but is really inappropriate for the setting? I wake up censoring myself. <laughs> I wake up and go, "Oh my! I would love to balls say balls are twisted around my cock." Like I just, I can't and, but say I, but that. You don't, uh, not, I don't really say that. I don't. It's not that I can't say that. It's just that I don't. I don't have anybody to say it to. Like I don't have a wife or girlfriend next to me. Be like my balls are all twisted up. Right. No, I've never morning. said. But no, you're you're right. You're you're hundred percent correct. You're Where constantly you're, you're, censoring your. Right. That's what everybody does. I, I feel like everybody does that. That's called being a social creature and knowing that there are certain. Certain things are taboo and certain things aren't. Now, I'm all about open dialogue and talking about things like that and t- talking about things that are that are totally off limits and rational, not rationalizing, but in uh, 
excuse me, unpacking them, picking them apart. Yeah. Maybe putting them back together. And now I have a better understanding of that thing that I always thought was wrong. You know, it's a perfect example of that is listening to the past couple podcasts with Rogan that I listened, listened to with uh, uh, Adam Greentree and Cameron Haynes, the two like great bow hunter types mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. And I'm, I went hunting when I was a kid. I've been hunting out west a little bit just because I, I kind of stopped hunting just because out west it's so it's cost prohibitive and it fucking takes forever. And it's it's just it's a it's way more difficult, which is a lazy thing. And that's fine. Sure. But the more I kept listening to these guys talk about it, the more I was enlightened a bit about the majority of hunters being decent humans. Mm-hmm. But there are always shitheads out there. <clears throat> right. Just like the majority of just humans in general, any group of the population are, in general, it, decent humans. If you take they're a, they're all look, trying to pay bills, they're all trying to feed their families, they're all trying to find love yeah. or get through life or figure out who they are. We're all trying to do all this. Yeah, the vast majority of people, and the vast majority of hunters, like you said, are not jer- some. Every there's always a jerk in there's every given always group. Pieces of shit out there that will. Uh, kill something just because they have bloodlust and they're assholes. Yep. But there's other people out there like those guys that I mentioned that their freezers are full and sometimes overflowing and they get to a point where they're like, well, shit, I either need to buy another freezer or I need to find more friends. Right. And they find more friends or get a freezer and they give away all this meat and then they end up feeding six families instead right. of just so, their own. So, so that's let, cool. But anyway. So, so let's think of the positive um, repercussions of that. So you kill a moose or an elk or something that's big and you can't eat all this meat. By yourself, unless you have a large family. So now you're going to give it to other people, and they're they're not going to go grocery shopping maybe for stuff for animals that are really damaging the environment and how they're being raised because it's massive right. amounts of impact and all the different fertilizers keeping going and the hormones and all the so so now if you if you're giving away this meat and you're all meatosauruses or meat meat eaters, then then that really is a whole lot better for the environment across the board. It, in a lot of people's lives. And so much better for the environment. Like, if let's say you take one hunter who kills X amount of whatever. Right. And they give that to four families, and that's enough protein that they need for an entire, say, say a month. Mm-hmm. So four families, an entire month, that's four, that's four trips or four different people or four different groups of people that may not have to go to the store as often, that won't have to get in their car and start it up as often. They won't have to do all yeah. this other thing. They won't have to do any of that. And especially with the bow hunters... Those guys, they're not taking ATVs all over the fucking place. They're hiking up and down mountains and right. shit. This is not setting up, a, and not to not to say that there's anything wrong with it, but I I do believe that there's a certain there's a bigger skill set involved in bow hunting versus rifle and sure. shotgun hunting, sure. a- especially if you've got a fifth wheel trailer that's your camp and you stray a mile away each time with your ATV or U- UTV. But we're getting away from what I originally wanted to talk I want to about. Sk- I'm going okay. to stay, stray a little bit longer, and then we'll okay. come back. But think of all the – the because you're not buying meat, let's say, at the store because either you're hunting or you have a good friend that is. It's constantly supplying the meat. All the packaging concerns that aren't plastics and different stuff that you're coming from the store, which is saving in theory. If you, if you cut back on that, you're saving in fuel from being delivered to the store and being stored in the store that's costing power and energy you know, to keep things refrigerated there. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it's just cutting back on, on everything. It, it's a, it's and I'm not a hunter, by the way. I don't hunt. Maybe I will start. I don't know. But I, it's been, I have done some in the past, many years ago. But I'm not, a, I'm not s- s- promoting it. I'm not opposed to I'm it I'm just at looking at it and, environmentally. And truth be told, I've never been opposed to, to hunting ever. Just because I, most of the hunters I ever knew 
uh, and still can to, to this day. Most okay. So when I say the hunters that I know are good people, and I've never met a hunter that was a bad person that I thought was that guy's a piece of shit, mm-hmm. and that that's probably because I don't surround myself with pieces of shit. So in that's general, that, yeah. in general, I don't do that. But that having been said, there's a reason why there are uh, fish and game wardens that have that carry handcuffs and a sidearm. There, people there's, used to come a in, reason. fly. We talked about this, fly in this airport and go out and kill a bighorn sheep or something, and then they're they, they're gone. It's, it's it, happened out here at this airport. Now, one person doing that every once in a while is not that big of a deal because right. that's about the same amount that the Native Americans would have hunted. Sure, fine. But a bunch of people doing that over and over and over again to these populations that they're trying to keep control of, that that right. that's a huge problem. We just that's about a, wiped out, as we know, the buffalo in this yeah, country. We were yeah. fucking close. Bison. I'm so sorry. You're correct. We were. We were. We were. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but you are correct. <laughs> why? You're why right. is it buffalo? Where does that come but from? But here's the thing: there was a there was a guy because it's a confusion. It's a it's like saying dolphin versus porpoise. I got gotcha. you. Even though like the water buffalo, like water, yeah, water buffalo, yeah, yeah, yeah. or carabao. Yeah, carabao is another. That's another one. That's a, the caribou is a is a bastardization of carabao, or one or I can't remember which one's which. But carabao in the Philippines is a is a water buffalo. Okay. That's but but it's a bastardization of caribou, which is an elk, I think. No, actually, no. Or no, a caribou, caribou is a, a reindeer. reindeer. They're reindeer. Yeah. Fuck. I can't get my megafauna straight, man. Yeah. Hooved creatures. Hooved. Ungulates. All right, so back to the thing. Back okay, to the, so back to the thing. Yeah. So all that masculinity aside about killing stuff and feeding my family. Hey. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to use this stick and this string and this other stick that's pointy on one end, and I'm going to kill this thing, and I'm going to beat my woman over the head and drag her back to the cave. Rogan was talking about that, too, if you heard the podcast. I'm sorry, going back, because he's talking about people yeah. that are now going really uh, back to their roots of being and, and using just rocks on the end of a stick and trying to hunt that way or, or, or a homemade. That, that there's people out there that, yeah, that they, they there are. <laughs> and he doesn't agree with that. He said because the animals aren't really dying. They're not quickly. dying fast enough. And then you, yeah, one of the, they say that one of the reasons why humans adapted to be the, the best distance runners uh, on the planet, you know, it, you, I, I'm assuming you are aware of that, yes. right? That, that humans are yeah. the greatest distance runners that the that the planet has ever produced, and that's because we had really inefficient, shitty weapons for a thousand generations, like the atlatl or a fucking stick and a string. Yeah, and it, the, we had to chase those animals down because they didn't die immediately. Which is, I like the idea of the, the pure hunting or like just trying to <laughs> like the one guy that killed a javelina with a knife oh, and like, I, that sounds horrible he goes yeah i didn't want to do that i wasn't trying to hunt it with ju- with a just a knife but it charged me and my gun jammed and that's all he had yeah. and that's all he had was a knife javelina is a nasty mean fucking creature oh they don't they don't uh they don't go damn i'm not gonna they will go after you they will yeah they yeah. if they smell you they'll go after you they they it's not even provoked they're just, it's just pissed they just, off they, yeah they're mad well if you were a javelina wouldn't you be mad too i wouldn't be i wouldn't wake up going ah, what am i gonna do today hmm. so i'm just gonna lay around and stink and fuck yeah. that's all they do because they they stink so here bad. comes something else that's not me here i here oh. we go it's on exactly <laughs> anyway um you can be masculine without being toxic yes you can be masculine and be a man and do manly things and do great things without being a piece of shit. Yes. It's possible. Yes. Where that dividing line is, it's not up to me. But I know that there's certain things that I know 
and most people I think are wrong. We should respect women. We should respect people. Right. We should also respect tradition. But when it's time to put away that tradition and say, that was a chapter in our history, maybe we shouldn't do anymore. So it was okay to beat on women up until very recently. And in the, in the very, when I say very recently, I mean in the scope of human existence. It was uh, considered okay to, uh, th- to, to restrict women from voting. It was uh, it was okay to keep them out of the I, workplace. It was I still okay. have a problem with letting and him vote. I, oh, see, I'm, I'm trying to be. I'm, I'm God kidding. damn it! See, I'm sorry, Joe. Paul gets uncomfortable when he cracks jokes, and, and that's I'm not why uncomfortable we're, with this. That's why we're friends. I'm going to add. I'm going to add on to this. What you're saying. So it, it's time to put some of those things away. That having been said, there's certain things that are just inherent to the masculine side of humans which are and that doesn't has nothing to do with what's between your legs which are necessary for survival they're necessary for survival they're necessary necessary for society to function because in order the the very basics the smallest unit of society is a person the next unit up from that is a family or family unit and i don't mean man and woman got together and had a kid that it could be it could be Paul and I just being friends and we influence someone who's younger than us and that's almost like a family unit mm-hmm. Or it could just be, I, I consider you family, and I, I know Portia considers you family. I'm terribly you've, sorry. You've, you, so are we. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but we accept you. Yeah. Uh, that's what families do, kind of, uh, in theory. But it's a family unit, and, and society is, is made up of family units. In order for family units to function properly, we know this. This is, this is, a, this is basically a proven fact at this point, is you need... Masculine traits and feminine traits, mm-hmm. period. Now, you can be, again, you can be masculine without being toxic. Mm-hmm. And the toxic thing is, again, it's hard to define. It's like, uh, oh, I can't believe I'm quoting the motherfucker, but Scalia. Justice Scalia mm-hmm. said, it's like pornography. I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. I don't know what's toxic, but I kind of know it when I see it. And you kind of sure. get this feeling like, oh, maybe that's not okay. That Gillette commercial was a little bit too over the top. A little bit. But, but, it's, but it's also shining a light in some areas that it's like, if, it, if, it, if, if, you, if you rustle someone's jimmies, their jimmies needed to be rustled. And we're talking about Gillette now, so that's a big payoff. That's, oh, well, that's yeah. one reason no, they did that, this, That's another like, thing. That, they, that was pretty fucking brilliant what they did. Yes. They, it's yeah. a brilliant bit of advertising oh, that they yeah. did. Because they got a lot of people talking on both sides. They, and, and that right there, that in and of itself is kind of toxic. It right. really is, if you think about it, because it's taking a country that's already very divided. Oh, they're they're leveraging the shit out of that, right and they now. and they are going to make yeah. a shitload of money of it, kinda. And Schick probably fired their advertising firm. <laughs> yeah, why, Schick, why don't you guys come up with that? Yeah, we're firing you guys because Gillette's buying us out now. <laughs> uh, so, the, the the issues that I have with that commercial we just stated. Everything else in there is is absolutely fucking spot on, and we've probably it, it, it we've, really we've seen things like that too. I've probably. done things like that. Yeah. I'm not going to say that I'm I'm a perfect human, and we talked about this on the break. Is that we're if you're not constantly evolving and growing as a human being, you might as well die. Yeah, if you're not, you aware, might as not well. like self aware, and I mean sen- sentient. But uh, if you're if you're not a, <laughs> sentient, yes, <laughs> sentient. This isn't gorillas in the mist, all right? What the fuck? <laughs> what I mean is, is um, truly alive or self, really self-aware of uh-huh. who you are and your place in the world and what the fuck you're doing, or even just on the pro, figuring that out. Yes, and it's it's a lifelong thing. It truly is. And um, 
but back on the the whole masculine thing as well this is this stuff comes from the beginning of civilization and it's back to the tribal thing it was all about survival and you're in a group and you're going to protect that group and there's another group over there it's not you and you're fighting for resources probably fighting for a javelina or you know and you're gonna or they're gonna try to come over there and rape or have sex with these other drives and urges it did exist back right. then and that's what you're yeah. so that's what all this comes to and and wars that's a you know war is just a bigger version of that in countries and walls let's talk about that a little bit but we're not and not going down that <laughs> no. road and um so this is a holdover or part of being human in part of this experiment and we've advanced uh technologically way past our uh, uh primal part of our brain you know it's it's outpacing Everything else, technology is just running on its own. It's run, That's it's, why it, artificial intelligence is going to is approaching rapidly. It, and it, it, technology is running up to a point where it's kind of left behind the whole the fleshware. So yeah, to speak. yeah, we're kind of a messy little, just a gooey bag yeah. of dumb. And that's like, what everybody's worried about. That's where the real smart people are going. Yeah, they're going to realize that we're just fucked up. We're, yeah, we're <laughs> we're not good. Yeah, we're going to just leave the human, you know, software bits. Behind. But that's that's the software to where we're fucked up, you know. That's that's just it. I mean, you know what I mean, yeah. I yeah, mean, no, I, that, but that's what's also fun and, and amazing is being human now that, and, it, it, and emotional. It's it's got a lot of good and a lot of bad. And that's the other thing that I wanted to touch on is that, um, and actually, I have to credit um, uh, Julia, who was on our podcast a couple times, uh, uh, once a few weeks ago. Uh, because she's got a little boy and, you know, she's a, a, she was, you know, before her and Mike got together, you know, she was just kind of, she wasn't, I wouldn't Mike. say she was, oh, oh Mike, you know, let's take a moment to think about Mike. Just, just for a second. Yeah. Okay. My, Mikey Nunez. That's not. I, I can't, <laughs> I hope he's driving home <laughs> from Kingman to Phoenix, listening to this podcast which he does. It's dark. Yeah. yeah. It's dark. The moon it, is coming up. The moon's on the coming up on the horizon. You're just barely getting out of Kingman. You've just passed through Wiki up and you're in that long stretch through the hills. And I want you just to know that we love you. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> love stories aside, the so Julie and I were talking about uh, masculinity and raising a, a, raising a, a boy into a young man to respect women, but not to fear women because there's a big difference between fear and respect, and you don't want that to happen because I've seen that happen. I've had friends of mine over the years that I've known that were raised primarily by women they, that were domineering and da, da da da, and they they grow up and they grow up a little messed up. But there's a fine line between. Being have, being a strong person and being an asshole. Mm-hmm. You can be a strong man and not be an asshole. Just like you can be a strong woman and not be an asshole. Yes. It's meeting in the middle and finding that and, balance. And, and I don't know that we've found it yet, but I know that we're getting close to it. Because it's, like it's like a pendulum swinging that eventually you'll... Eventually that pendulum will stop in the middle. And every uh, culture, let's say, out there is at a different place. That's true. That's the other problem with human nature is even though we're the most connected we've ever been in human society, in human history, we're still just as divided as as we were before. I think partially that's media, but some of it is just the fact that for years you had these pockets of culture all over the world that were di- so different for so long. Yeah. And now we can co-mingle and it, it's shocking. It's shocking to the system. And it's the information age and then, but it's backing up to 
the age of the airplane. That that's one thing that brought yeah. everybody together very very quickly. Always got to bring an airplane. Well, I'm sorry, but it's that's the true thing. No, you're right. Putting people's butts closer together since 1905. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Wright brothers. Actually, the first flight though, he was leaving. You know, they're le- He's Fuck like, you, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm fucking out of here. I'm tired of watching you bang our sister. And then it went like 100 feet, and that wasn't, oh, and not that wasn't gonna... far enough. <laughs> you could still hear them banging. I'm going to go further. Oh, it's so gross. So they weren't trying to bring each other together. They were trying to get trying the to get hell away. out. No, they're trying to get out of Ohio. That's the joke. <laughs> ha ha. They're trying to leave Ohio. Ha ha. But so, they were in But it is. It, it's the information age. With Right now, we can you know, FaceTime people from all around the world. And if you wanted to be there with a little bit of money, you could, you know, for a couple thousand bucks. Within 24 hours, you could be be, anywhere else in the world, pretty much. It took Magellan seven years, and he didn't make it all the way around the world. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that Gillette commercial, the people that are so vocal about how stupid it is and how pissed off they are, maybe if it bothers you that much, maybe you're part of that problem. Uh, Perhaps, yeah. And I don't I mean that to be that. provocative. I don't mean that to be an asshole. I just mean that to, it takes some self-reflection to figure out that you've made mistakes and done some really dumb shit as a, as a man in an era where men are kind of in charge. Yeah. And if you're and not, it's not and, and I don't, and I don't subscribe to that fucking patriarchy bullshit. Cause I don't fucking believe it. I don't believe it for a second. Right. And I know that's going to piss off some of my feminist friends, but I'm telling you right now, I don't think it's a giant conspiracy of men trying to keep women down. I just think that it's been like that biologically for so long. And it's taken a while for it's them. It's just to, taken yeah. a while for you guys, you ladies, to come to to have your comeuppance, and it's happening right now. I and I, guys, whether you like it or not, it's fucking happening. I, it's been it's been a slow burn over the past 60, 70 years, eighty yeah. years, but it's <clears> happening. <throat> and you need to either get on board or fuck off. Yeah, and and uh, for many decades or hundreds of years, you know, men were had the advantage with if they were physically building stuff or moving shit around because they, on average, by and large, have more upper body strength, and and they can oh, do yeah, the, do things. So the that, physical differences are, are immense. They're 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 real. For the, you and, and I a, can't have kids, right? Not m- most women that can that can bear children. They're not going to go out and build a log cabin. Right. But the what has changed that is technology. And Absolutely. Bulldozers and tractors. And, you know, so, but you're still things that you do need physical labor to do. Right. And the average man can do it better than the average woman. Yeah. As far as that part of it goes. But in every other part of um, business and technology and skill sets that I am personally aware of that I've been involved with, women are on par or better in a lot of cases. Absolutely. And I think the reason they're better in some cases because they know that maybe they know they, they need to prove themselves or they think they have to, They maybe they think they're disadvantaged, so I've got to do a little bit better. And I've seen it here and other places, pilot-wise or my yep. my business or people I know that work at NASA or uh, other other places, they are, there, there are no differences as far as that goes, as far as their brains and how they right. sort through problem-solving it's just a matter of who does it. It's that engineering mind of, I don't care whose brain or wh- what the brain is attached to. If that brain can solve a problem that my other engineers can't, it doesn't matter what's between their legs. We don't really care. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get paid the same amount of money. It's kind of in the same realm as uh, Jordan uh, Peterson talks about uh, uh, how, uh, on the on the average, agreeable people don't get as far, at, they don't get ahead, as far ahead in life and are not as successful as disagreeable people. Mm-hmm. Now, 
That having been said, on the average, males are disagreeable and females are agreeable, which is why female the the not I shouldn't say female and male. I shouldn't I need to change that term. Is the feminine traits are better at raising kids. But only to a certain age. Remember we talked about how kids are basically the boys and girls are basically the same until about a certain age and then they kind of diverge. Mm-hmm. Uh and they that's because they just they're just a little bit different. Yeah. It just is. They they're they're a little different physically and emotionally and their emotional needs need to be met in certain stages in certain ways but in an equal amount. Uh so you have disagreeable males, which is typical and, and which is aggression and that's where contact sports comes into play and wars and all that horrible shit. And then, you know, on the average you have the feminine side of things, which is um, more emotional and touchy feely and in touch and da, 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 da. That's not to say that there aren't male or females that are disagreeable and males that are totally agreeable because there are, it's a hundred percent proven and it's out there. So this is, but again, you think but, this is, this is a nurture or nature or, or I think it's a mixture of both. It has I don't, to, I don't it, think it must there's, be, yeah, you know. it's a, it's absolutely a mixture of both and you can change those behaviors. Now I'm a pretty agreeable person. Really? Yeah. Well, I like to think so. Yes. yes you actually I, I get along. I, I don't have a lot of enemies, but the enemies I do have, they can die in a fucking fire. That's kind of where I'm at. And, exactly. And, and I think that's why we work as friends because, we're generally agreeable and decent humans until someone crosses us and then you'll take their airport away from them. So like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like I've it's ran a, a couple of my exes out it, of town. It's, because a, I, it's the same thing you when you're a kid to sandbox, but it's just a lot bigger sandbox. It's a lot bigger sandbox and I will light the whole motherfucker on fire and walk away with my yeah. back to it. Slow motion. But not, the, not like, turning around when the, the explosions whole, happen. The right. cool videos when the actors are... Boom, and they're not even looking around. They, you know, they it's don't not even phase. They them. don't flinch. They're like lighting their cigarette with a match that they lit off of the <laughs> flick of their back boot, and boom, <laughs> flick it behind them. <laughs> they're like never the whole movie. They didn't see you didn't see them smoke until they light up that. Like they blew something up behind them. It's got to be a Marlboro. Right? It has to be a Marlboro. It has to, or a Pall Mall non filtered. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, they're generally agreeable but ready to fuck things up if need be. And that's that's where it com- that's where that that toxic masculinity comes into play is like if you're 90% ready to fuck things up all the time and 10% agreeable, you're an asshole. Yeah. You're an asshole and you don't you're starting to kind of not fit into society. It's not anymore. part of normal today's society yeah, sort we're, of thing. We're kind of over it. That so, that was probably and, pretty good back in the literal caveman days. Yeah. You needed a bunch of, of those. You had yeah. to. You had yeah. to because nobody could communicate. Well, now yeah. we can communicate. Yeah. It's called Evolving and progressing as what? humans. What? what? E- evolving. Yeah, you should e- look into it. Evolve. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's like you know, I, I don't drag my knuckles anymore. Like oh. I, you know what I mean? I don't. I kind of kinda like to a little bit. Think about how more convenient that would be if you're just kind of walking along. You can just pick shit up. <laughs> you don't have to bend over. Where it looks weird when you stand up and walk. It's like have you ever seen like like big ass silverback gorillas stand up and walk on just their, their like on their, yeah. on their legs. It's, like, oh. it's not very often when they stand up totally. And know? then you just kinda wanna not be within a hundred feet like of that. Like that looks mo- horrible. Fucking scary. Yeah. Uh what was I getting at with that? Um I lost my train of thought. So I think sorry. my caffeine just kinda Yeah. So you, if if you're if you're ninety percent disagreeable and ten percent agreeable, you kind of don't belong anymore. 
like you're being outmoded and you're being and, and you're done it's kind of it's 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 in the past and this is a tough and, balance and, and, and it hurts people and i yeah. and i and i know that's got to be tough it's like i can't imagine seeing my grandfather he was he was born uh, March of 1927, and he died in uh, October 1st, 2002. 1927, Lindbergh flew across the Atlantic, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. He saw people orbit, you know, orbit the Earth, land on the moon, the space shuttle. He saw Reagan. He's he, JFK assassination. Robert Ken- Robert Kennedy's assassination. Worked on JFK's um, camp, you know, his campaign for presidency. Yep. All these crazy things that, that we look at and read in, that I read in history books that you maybe remember fuzzy bits of. Part, some that, of it. Yeah. Some of it. And he lived through all that stuff. And, and, but throughout all of that, I don't remember my grandfather ever being, I don't remember him objectifying women. I don't remember him ever teaching me to be a piece of shit or telling me that women are less than or anything like that. And he came from a generation where that was kind of considered normal. I, so I, remember, I, I remember my father, excuse me, grandfather being really tough. And I know that I think my sister and mother would complain about it because he was, he was uh, not, not aggressive because he would, never was violent that way. But he was definitely, when things were not, were not going like he thought they should go, whatever it was, yeah. he would definitely step in and give his very you know commanding voice of no we're not going to do that or which yes, we are which is fine and that's that 10 percent disagreeable yeah because we would if he was like that all the time he would be known as a it was just a notorious dick but at the same time i remember him and my father as well when i was younger they were always when we could stand up and walk and were barely strong enough to open up doors they would make us run ahead and open the door for the women or yeah. someone who couldn't do it. And, and I, that's the thing. I was always told not I wasn't I was never taught to hold doors open for women. I was told to open the door for a human. Right. Because I was initially for women. That's how it was. But yeah. then it was like eventually. for It, it doesn't really matter. People that, that couldn't. You know, yeah. and, and that's what you do now, too. And, and you see it uh, here and it kind of catches on is, yeah, if you're going into a store and someone's you know kind of right behind you or close. It was always that that middle, then the kind of nether region, right? It's like, are they close enough for me to? So I call that the, the <laughs> I call that the door power play. Yeah, it's like all right. I can well. establish my dominance by standing by the door, holding it open when they're like a hundred feet away. <laughs> and I do that at the hospital every once in a while. Like if I see a doctor who's like out, in the, like not even not a hundred feet away, like 40, 50 feet away, and I see that they're walking up, I will stand there holding the door open. Okay. As they try to walk faster, and like you know why I'm doing this because you got a better parking space than me because you went to med school, and I have to park a hundred yards out in the fucking back forty, and you get to park right up next to the door. And also, let's say if you're doing that, if you're opening up a door for for someone, and it's it's a questionable distance, and you say, okay, I'm gonna I'm not in a hurry, I'm gonna leave the door open for them, and it's it's kind of their responsibility as a courtesy courtesy of a being a human being to kind of step it up a little bit if they can. I right. think. If they see you opening it and they can walk normal and they're not a grandparents or, you know, in, in crutches or something. Of course. Yeah. You should kind of pick up the pace a little bit. Like, hey. Because you're opening it for them. All right, we're all in this together. You know, we're kind of, we're kind of, I'm being kind of keeping things moving here. I Let's still go. got shit to do. I know you're on the way out, but I'm on the way in. Okay. Let's go, Come on. grandma. <laughs> Come on, pick it up. Pick it up. Come on, Mima. Let's fucking pick up the pace. One, two, one, two. Come on. <laughs> hip hop, hip, hip, That's hip, hip, hip. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm in tub. Eskimo pussy is mighty cold. <laughs> Jesus. I watched Stripes the other night. <laughs> I'm sorry. But here's the other thing. So I say that. Was it in the Army now? 
I think it was in the army now where they uh, they they're marching along. They're like, oh, I don't know what happened. So and they say that line, the Eskimo pussy is mighty cold. Yeah. And then they stop. They're like, you know, we don't do that in the army anymore. <laughs> that is just not cool. <laughs> and then it's making light of a situation that is pertinent to what we're talking about. Like yeah. just using that stream of consciousness, cracking a joke because it's not cool. Kind of. You're still you're still objectifying women. It's really not cool. And by that same token, women women are not fucking innocent in all of this. No, not at all. Because women can be. I I and I call women out just as much as I'll call out uh, call out men. Because when they say, "Oh, all men," I'm like, "That's an incredibly sexist fucking statement." You know how about I say this? Women have smaller brains than men. That's a sexist statement. They're like, oh, shit. Da, da, da. Like, well, you know, on the average, men are like, that's not true either. That You're talking about outliers, not the average. The yeah. average man doesn't treat you like shit. It's the outliers. Maybe you should stop dating the outliers. Man, they get fucking pissed when you say that. <laughs> but it's true. And stop it goes, and it goes, exactly. Yeah. yeah it, stop dating the outliers. Yeah. Maybe if you, if you found, made it a little more average and come in the middle, you'll find the more average guys are like, eh, they're more, they're a little more agreeable. They're 90% they're not as exciting though, Joe. Yeah, I know. I get it. But you know what? I've dated some crazies too. And yeah. uh, I'm just as guilty. And that's the thing. It's like, uh, I forget. I used to rail on and on. And I was like, when fucking, what's the age, the average age where a straight female stops dating, lifted pickup truck, flat bill, hat wearing guys. And my friend Taryn, to her credit, she's, depends. Are you from Havasu or no? Wait, oh. wait, wait, wait. Oh. So what she does? She fight. What age do they stop doing? Today? What's the average age you think? Ha ha ha! Being a dick about it, and she fires right back. She's like, I don't know. When do you think you're going to stop dating chain smoking, <laughs> chain smoking Bud Light <laughs> drinking pieces of shit that treat you like crap? And I'm like, fuck you, Taryn. Whatever, <laughs> fine. But it's true. It's sure. the exact same thing. It's the same yeah. shit, and it's the same shit. And that's why I say. The Gillette commercial is provocative for the sake of being provocative, but it shines a light in some places that maybe we should have some conversations about. That's what we're doing right now. And that's exactly what we're doing. And, and Gillette's other, benefiting. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not going to, I'm still not going to go, ah, you know what? I'm going to boycott Gillette, nor am I going to go buy Gillette because right. I wasn't buying Gillette to fucking begin with. Yeah, Although I, I'm, I'm sure Gillette probably makes Walmart's razors in some sure. horrible fucking country uh, in, that we don't even know of. It's probably it's like like no China has too much regulation. Let's find a let's find a place that has less regulation. I'm gonna go in there and find out if I've got uh, a Schick or Gillette because I I think you know what I go for really if I'm gonna buy let's go back to why I would buy a certain blade. Yeah. Uh, if I'm buying the plastic disposable blades, I want one with a really narrow head. Um, and that's to get right up underneath my nose because so the blades are closer. Get the really broad head. The blades aren't close to the top of the – I want to get those top little whiskers Good Lord, right I near my nostril. That's not even something I've thought of. In- I dream about that all the time, Joe. What? I can't – if I'm – if I, I don't dream about it. But if I'm at a are meeting okay? or something – No. Oh, okay. if, I, if I go to a meeting or something and I just say I just shaved that morning – and I'm sitting there and going, eh, look at this. And I just happen to put my fingertips next to my nose. And I feel a few little longer hairs next to my nostril hole. It's ruins it, the meeting. I, I get it. No, I, in <laughs> fact, I missed a patch on my neck a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And my, this is so gross. My neck hair grows faster than the rest of my face. You are hair. gross. I'm just gross in general. Okay. Like I stink, yeah. my butt stink, my farts are horrible. Yeah. Ask you. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Once we get the new studio, we're going to have uh, uh, exhaust fans, AFS, automatic fart system. It's going to be, it's going to be underneath the table. There'll be some ducting. Well, there's some ducting, and it'll actually fit into. You'll have different fittings for different size 
anal cavities. No, we're not going to put it in your, or your ass or no, my No, we ass. talked about that, remember? Because I, t- okay, I told fine. you. No, I told yeah. you about the, so they have catheters for your pee-pee, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you have Foley catheters for men and so on. So they, they have, you have straight cath for women. And then you have, uh, you have uh, rectal tubes. Which Different is, sizes and no, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think because everybody's butthole is pretty much the same size. Sorry, guys. Special it's the quote. Truth. I'm gonna write that yeah. down. Hashtag said during cartoon casual. <laughs> Hashtag gape life. <laughs> quote quote everybody's butthole is pretty much the same size. It, Joe Fellers. That's gonna be me. Yeah. Can you can you can you just credit it as Jobo? That could. I, could. I think I'm just gonna start going by Jobo. But I do want to have that. I want to have a. I want to have there be like a switch, Exhaust fan. a switch that's reachable on the table. Anybody can reach it. You know, if they just have to really just you know rip can it a be big one underneath the table, it like be, a, yeah. like the like the uh, silent alarm in the movies, like in a bank. It can be like click click so, click. So, but at, the, at some point, I would also want it to uh, to be quiet so the fan wasn't roaring. Or it'd be kind of funny if it did in the background. Oh. It could be one of those Dyson fans where the uh, you know have you seen those fans? The, 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 yeah, the cyclonic. Uh, it's really Whatever. not. It's not. It's not nearly as cool as you think it is. I know. It has a fan in the base mm-hmm. that's a really quiet, high RPM, heavy duty magnet type deal, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it blows air out of the fins in the top. And that's there's why nothing it's quiet, ionic yeah. about it. There's not, none of that bullshit. Like I don't think any of that. There's none of that. There's just a fan. I've seen the patent like diagram breakdown. And like don't because mm-hmm. it was this website was like eh, don't fucking buy that. Don't buy the it's Dyson horse thing. Baloney. Don't buy the air blade, not air blade, but whatever the fuck it is. Don't oh, buy the, that. It's called the blade, I think. I think it's just yeah. called a blade. Don't buy that. Just buy this. It's at Walmart for nineteen ninety nine, and it's it's the exact same thing because it it just looks cool. Yeah. Anyway, but you know, if you had one of those, you, you you could do a silent switch, or I think it'd be funny if you if someone actually pressed the switch. If there was like a illuminated sign that had like someone bending over with a fan. Next to their butt, and it's showing it uh, being ducted somewhere oh, else. God, like the like the neon sign on Porky's. Yes, it's all. It's like oh, we see our guest. Our guest has has uh, has tripped the switch over there. Oh my the, god! So yeah. and Julia's like, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Be kind of. Funny. What was that, Jules? Speak up. She's like, I can't. That was for you, Julia. <laughs> Anyway, uh, oh, yeah, fucking, you always have to bring up farts. I know, not always. Just every I'm gross. Fourth, every fourth show. Oh, razors. Yeah, yeah. razors. We're talking about razors. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, because they I have mean, to. That's how I find mine. It's not Gillette or Schlitz or Walmart. Schlitz, like Schlitz. <laughs> <laughs> if you're buying Schlitz brand razors, we had a bigger problem than your toxic masculinity. <laughs> that's what it is. I want a narrow head where the blade is really close to the edge of the. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, you get that, more that's, precision. That's what I buy. And I haven't shaved my mustache. I haven't shaved under my nose in like. <laughs> fucking 10 years probably you should do Eight it years. just to go for the Amish look for I uh, really oh no that was the last time I did it, it was uh, 2013 yeah mm-hmm. it was when I dressed up in fact in David Rice's uh, his uh, robes his like uh, like fryer outfit mm-hmm. that he has for uh, SCA and I borrowed it to be like a brewing like beer brewing monk and, we're gonna probably... and I shaved the my mustache off and I looked ridiculous the 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 outfit it worked for Halloween, but then it just I had to shave everything off. Yeah. In fact, I did I did shave everything off for uh, for No Shave November, and I shaved everything. I was gonna say I, sh- everything, I shaved everything. Yeah. My eyebrows, ball hair, the whole everything. Oh yeah. And I didn't use Gillette. <laughs> I use Nair. 
Ooh, that would be oh, painful on your. Oh, so I used Nair one time, uh, like downstairs. Yeah. And I burned myself. It, and is it was burning, dude. It was bad. Yeah. So it didn't work the first time around. Like it didn't. I didn't. Like I didn't leave it on well long enough or whatever. But it got with the whole burn thing though. That but no, 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 no. So I did it a second time, oh. which apparently you're not supposed to do, and I gave chemical burns on my crotch. Congratulations. It was not cool. It was not cool, man. So I that's not, what we're saying. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't I bet there's a warning on the back of there now. Do not use anywhere but your face. Well, you can use it on your armpits? No, it says you can use I bought Lady Nair. It's for Lady Bits. It okay. was marketed to Lady Bits. So yeah. like I, I, but I bought... Uh, speaking of Lady Bits. Oh, yeah. We were talking earlier about Rachel Maddow and how... like I, I think it's because... I think I'm just attracted to powerful women look how thick her hair is her she i wish i had a hair like it is thick she has a lot of follicles per square inch down she definitely does uh i also like her level of snark and i know that a lot of people don't they just don't care for her and i don't i honestly don't even know what her politics are i just know like little snippets i'm gonna say she's left leaning joe i'm fairly (laughs) certain she's left leaning but she's one of those people that people can hate well she's dumb no you can't call her dumb can't call her dumb go look up her history call her dumb is is lazy it is not in that category disagree with the fact that she's probably a lesbian disagree with the fact that she's on msnbc hate democrats you don't like her because she's white that she's of ethnic she's ethnically ambiguous if you want to be that immature you you can hate on her for a whole bunch of other reasons other than the fact that she's dumb she's not dumb she ain't she ain't dumb dumb. they don't put dumb people on tv oh wait Uh, yeah they do (laughs) but yeah you're right it's a it's it's lazy she jesus she does i don't know is her hair gooped up do you think i don't know it just looks really really thick though it but it also kind of looks like uh it kind of reminds me of Jesus. Uh, of Jesus? Of Jesus. Reminds no. you of Jesus. What the f- <laughs> uh, it was a music video where everybody was plastic. Oh, it was Primus's uh, Winona's Big Brown Beaver. Have you ever seen oh, that one? Oh, yeah, it's been a while since so I've seen uh, Love every, Song. Everyone, it's, you know, they're human-ish, but they're all like kind of everybody's, like their hair is molded plastic and they're everything. But uh, yeah, now she's holding a piece of paper to just say redacted, redacted. on them. She's kind of entertaining. I think that's the, that's my thing. And, and I I don't I honestly I bet I've never watched more than thirty minutes total. But I'm going to say her that speaking. But I like that. She, uh, she just she she will give you bad news with a smile, and I I can I I kind of respect that. I'm going to say that funny. in general, if she were in here now, I probably know more things about aviation and composites than she does, but probably not a lot more topics where she wouldn't be able to bury me in the snow She's like so i understand you have an international finance degree i actually have my doctorate in international <laughs> yeah. finance would you like what to have you, a what conversation you think about this and we talk, go back to the triangular arbitrage and then that was popular in the 80s and it's like oh i wrote a, i wrote my uh, thesis on that too you, what do you think about that yeah. <laughs> like when was the last time you thought about international finance did you have you learned anything or did you stop learning in 1984 just quit i just stopped cold. I, I stopped rachel i, I quit that cold like, turkey that's ms maddow to you motherfucker yeah. i would love to hear her just get so here's my theory is that a lot of these people that are talking heads on TV mm-hmm. in my mind in order for me to tolerate some of the crap that they're talking about that I just don't care about in my mind I make up like backstories to them or mm-hmm. that they're different when they get off air like she just not, she, not, she a, goes not, off a, air. not a dialogue a real time dialogue in the background but just a backstory no like saying. a backstory that like like Rachel Maddow okay she's pretty white yeah right pretty female 
Yeah. Wouldn't it, and 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 uh, like hokey, jokey, snarky. She's got a sense of humor, right? She so, would be someone you want to invite to your party, or so you think, until the camera stopped rolling and she's like, "Where's my fucking Mickey's at?" Like I would, <laughs> like like the like the Bill O'Reilly thing. Oh Remember yeah, from Inside Edition from yes. years ago because he wasn't he wasn't known as being this big giant prick back then yeah he was just this he was a conservative guy and but he kind of got spiraled out of control and just got became a big prick yeah but 25 years ago when he was on or 20 yeah 25 years ago when he was on inside edition he was he was feel good stories and weird this is a weird this and then it was inside edition but man when you see those clips like this fucking thing sucks <laughs> to play us out like he's being a he's total dick. losing his shit. He yes. totally loses it. That's like three minute long video is one of the funniest things, but also very it's, disturbing. It is. So in my mind, I think it'd be funny as shit if uh, Rachel Maddow got off air and was just like, I'm going to kill the next motherfucker that brings me lukewarm coffee. Like just right. in a super deep, scary kind of like, oh shit, uh, we're sorry, ma'am. Or like the, Here you go. And the camera's cut. Where's my Chobani? Yeah, where's my it's Chobani? Not right here. I haven't here. shit right in a week. <laughs> Where's my poop yogurt? I need my probiotics, <laughs> cocksucker. Like, or, or she? I kind of doubt she's like. Can you, but in my mind, to make her more, to make news people more interesting, that's how it is. It's like, uh, uh, it would like. This, this isn't exactly funny, but like Anderson Cooper, yeah, who's like he's beautiful. He's a beautiful. It's kind man. of this goofy, giggly guy. You've right. seen him giggle a lot, yeah. on the New Year's Eve stuff, yeah. Like, what if he he just like what if. What if it off air? He's just like this total prick, right? He's like he has two adopted Asian boys, and he just slaps the shit out of them all the time. <laughs> I, he yells at him, and but he yells at his his husband in public. I, he, I he imagine wears uh, socks with flip flops, or like, if, like he's if, totally not what you would think he would be. <laughs> if Rachel Maddow like stood up in the end and just was so pissed off, like most of the days of recording, she just kicks her chair with such velocity that it breaks like they have to buy a new chair almost they every day they have to day. buy a new ch- yeah there's like oh uh what is so uh your producer your executive producer your writer camera guy grip sounds what do you do that's the guy that fixes her chairs <laughs> every day yeah like and fixes oh, the wall uh, the yeah, damage and, and, caused yeah, in the studio he, he's the spackle he's the t- he stays late every he's night he's the tape and spackle guy <laughs> Because Matto just loses it. He's the mud guy, and the other guy, well, he's the one that fixes her chair. So, like, why don't you just buy a better chair? Like, we tried doing that, and that made her mad and made her break the chair even more. <laughs> this shit. I don't even know what she's saying, but just the look on her face right now, just she's like, well, these guys are full of shit. And, I like, why would you even say that on camera? Well, one, one reason she's good on camera, if you just look at her, I'm just sitting as animated. Person. She's very animated. Her eyebrows are up and down a lot. Her face is moving around. I mean, face moving, whatever. You know what her, I'm saying? Her face is moving around. She, she <laughs> Stellar commentary, Mr. Madden. You sound she like John Madden. What we got to do today, boys, is good. score more points than the other. That's what we're going to win. Gotta do. And then that's how you win football games, boys. Now get out there and win. But she looks, she uses her hands a lot. She, her shoulders are rolling up and down a lot. Her eyebrow, she's she, looking down, looking up. You can tell that she's and, into whatever she's saying, yes. even though we can't tell what she's saying. Regardless of what your politics are, right. maybe turn on Rachel Maddow and just check her out. Right. Don't check her out. That's not what I mean. Check out. Yeah, check check out what out. she does. Check her out. Because it's uh, check it out. No, just check out what she's doing. Because yeah. it's uh, it's it. If nothing else, these news people are entertaining. Like I know that Rachel Maddow is a decent human because I've heard some of the things that she said, and I be- I believe in the things that she says as a human. But as like a, a talking head on TV, I just eh. you know, same look with at Anderson it. Cooper. He's a great guy. 
I don't think she has even earrings in. She's got one ring on her right hand on her middle finger. Right. That's it. No necklace. She has a bracelet or a watch, it looks like, maybe. Maybe an Apple watch. I don't know. But that's it. There's nothing on her head. <laughs> you know, it's nothing. And also, you notice, like, her dress is not, like, what, how she's dressed. Like, yeah. her manner of dress is not uh, flashy. Yeah. At all. Uh, so nothing distracting there. Yeah, nothing distracting Just kind of what other... I have noticed, though, on CNN during the day, if you look at... Because you go back and forth, you know, they're kind of taking a page out of the Fox... Uh, a book, I believe, because there's a lot. There's more blondes, and they're younger, <laughs> and they're. I'm not kidding. They're more attractive now. It's really bad, isn't it? But it's, it's true. It, it's well, and that's what sells. Yeah. and that's again kind of. Now we're back on that thing. Well, Hello. remember a while back? I can't remember if it was on the podcast or if it was in between breaks. But I know I was sitting in this chair when we spoke about it. Is that that, that comedian that talks about it, uh, or not comedian that? not the comedian or that comedian, Joe Rogan said, all you need to know about sexism and the news, you can tell just by looking at a, a male news anchor who's dressed in a manner that looks like it's 25 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. He's wearing, you know, uh, he's wearing trousers, in a, a coat, suit. He's yeah, wearing a coat a over suit, the suit, tie all the tie way up to your all neck. all the way yeah. up, all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you look at a woman sitting next to him, sitting next to him, who's wearing a skirt that doesn't even come to the knees. And she's dressed like it's Fort Lauderdale spring break. And she would be flashing the old (laughs) if 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 her legs weren't crossed and 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 tilted off kilter. And this is not being lewd. This is an absolute fucking fact. Yep. Like if she if she wasn't angled, uh, legs weren't angled away. You could see all the way up to her crotch. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and she. You know, go to she goes to switch legs and cross legs mm-hmm. just to pull the skirt down so that you don't see her ass. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's real. Yeah, that's real. And the shitty thing happening is, is today, that, right? And the shitty thing is, is that she's also kind of playing into it, but that's playing part of the game. Mm-hmm. And that's it's where just like trying to make where, money. It's, it's, it's like, a it's a money. Where do you draw the line? What, at what point does it become toxic? I don't know, but the line keeps shifting the more as we progress, and I know that upsets people. Change will always upset people. That's why it does. It just does. It upsets people. It upsets chemicals. It upsets molecules and atoms. That's just changing phases. Sucks. Disruptors. Yeah, disruptors. And that's it's like we talked about on break was that anytime there's a disruptor, that disruptor is going to get attacked by anybody who wants to keep things the same way. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you want to keep things the same way, that's fine. But you're kind of probably wrong. Like yeah, if we're, when, when you, it, when you start rocking degree. the boat, people are gonna go, "Hey, quit rocking the boat." Hey, stop rocking the boat. Stop rocking that boat. Wink, boat's wink, just nudge, fine nudge. the way it is. Yeah, the, everything's just fine. The boat's not moving a lot. It's stable. Everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. Or it's like uh, the what did Elon the boat rocker Terrence Mann? I think that he wasn't that wasn't that one of Terrence Mann's book. The boat rocker. It that was, was, yeah. That Jesus. was a real uh, real uh, controversial. Very much so. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. You were saying. Uh, the Elon Musk said something like, uh, you know, why would you give away 
patents for free and he goes well if i'm in a sinking boat and i have the best bucket i'm going to tell everybody else how to make the best bucket yeah he really believes that too i i, I think I, that he really yeah, believes i that. think he does too i yeah. i also i one of the things i love about elon musk is that he's so brilliant in one area but he's so publicly a failure in others yes because he has like 19 kids with like three different women or something like yeah, that it he pr- can't it kind of proves he's he human keeps, he, exactly <laughs> yeah it absolutely proves that he's human that he's that he's fallible which is great speaking of good buckets did you know that uh, <laughs> that 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 uh, Ben Franklin invented the uh, lightning rod, I believe. Uh, there was so many fires going on uh, back in the 1700s, and with barn fires, house fires, and fires, and yeah, we don't have enough. So he discuss- he he knew there was electrical because he figured this whole key and kite thing out, which is a myth. Okay, yeah, I know, but it was. But, but he, he played he, around he with generating the, electricity. The, the connection between yes. lightning and electricity, absolutely. And so, and, and then he knew that when lightning struck stuff things going on we, we got to control this somehow so I, i'm pretty sure he came up with a lightning rod and he knew that if he had some metal up high near your structure and it went in and there was metal went into the ground it would all go that it w- way it would go that way yeah. the path of least resistance and, and, i and think he could that, have, i'm not sure i'm not sure you patented it or not but i believe he said he's going to give this he's not going to he didn't make him or make money off of it he said this is such a problem in our society that, that we just need this out there i believe you are correct and he yeah. also pioneered insulating materials like using a, a, a ceramic not yeah. ceramic well it, it might have been ceramics could have been insulators yeah uh the another great example of that is uh, more recent is uh volvo in the three point um oh safety uh, safety yeah. safety belts yeah and, and and they said this is so important it'll save so many lives that they just gave it they didn't patent it they didn't charge anybody for it they just said you guys use this. This is uh, this is going to save a and lot. And the of American lives. car makers, I believe, were resistant to things like that because they said, you know, if we start putting these safety things in our cars, people are going to think they're unsafe. You know, <laughs> so because that you need this in our car, and then they're going right. to go. So they learned that, that. So they delayed this. <laughs> this is, isn't it? That wasn't that long ago. It was like fifty years ago. Yeah, it's not that. Yeah, it's long not ago. that long it's ago. Just, you're right. It's just my just over your age, just under my whatever. Just over my age. I'm not that fucking old. And there, then <laughs> Just kidding. I am that fucking old. Have we talked enough? I don't think so. Oh. Uh, oh, that's a good shot. Th- it's mm. like that. one of my other favorite things is that, uh, okay, Vladimir Putin is not a big guy. No, he's not. I thought he was, like, like substantial, like, kind of well-built. He's not. Well, he's in good shape. I mean, he's, he's not, not, he's not, he's not he's flabby. Not, well, he's not guy. in bad shape. Well, of yeah. course, he's a former spy, current yeah. uh, spy-in-chief. Uh, no, he's just not very tall. He's very like a, he is Slavic looking. Though. Hey, Kevin, look at how tall Mr. Uh, Putin is. Five one. <laughs> he's, he's not. Yeah, I'm going to guess he's because Trump's pretty tall, though. So there was a shot of them. He is pretty tall. He's six three, That's, six four, something not, like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think that looks like I bet you Putin. He's not that short, though. I bet he's five ten. Let's look that up. I guarantee you, he is under. Please look that. You think five, he's five nine? Do you think you're going to find accurate data on the internet about Vladimir? About Putin? the Russians? Sure. It's going to say six foot eight. <laughs> six foot eight played for the Chicago Bulls with because lightning they, bolts. Because they were red out of his arse. <laughs> if you lightning read about bolts out of his arse. <laughs> Putin. A little Braveheart reference there, folks. <sighs> five seven. Bullshit. Five seven. It's what it comes. What Google comes okay. back with. Sorry. Well, it you believe that? Autocomplete. It says five seven. Yeah, okay. All right. God damn it. Probably more like 5'4". What's that in furlongs? I don't know. <laughs> I do know that uh, many, many moons ago, my buddy Josh Gagno showed me how powerful Google was because I used to use Webcrawler or Yahoo or some shit. This is a long time ago. This is like 18 years ago. 
said, why should I use Google? He goes, because Google does all sorts of other functions that nobody seems to know about. I said, what's that? He goes, look up, what is, there's Google, what is the speed of light in furlongs per fortnight? And put a question mark at the end because it's a Boolean search function. And you put that question mark at the end and it'll kick back with the speed of light in furlongs exact per fortnight. Thing, yeah. The exact same. Exactly. Google does a lot more shit than people know. If you just go to Google where you, where you normally it's just a quick search. We all know. We all do that. Yeah. If you go to the Google more and then start going deeper and deeper, you probably know this because I'm sure you're a curious person, but yeah. they, they are so much shit that you can that Google yeah. is involved with. That's the, free, a lot of free software. And the Google Lab stuff is really cool, too, because a lot of it is experimental. And that's where Google Maps and Google Earth and Gmail right. came from and things like that. But there's but dozens the, and dozens, if not hundreds, of different categories you can click on and like different services or data information. or It just yeah. goes on and on and on. It's not just we all, are, again, are familiar with the basic search engine of it, but it's not... That's probably, I don't know what amount of actual stuff that they do, but... One thing I did want to touch on before I forget... Yeah. ...was what, going back to what we were talking about, about safety, about cars, old cars. People think they have this misconception that old cars were built like tanks and they're super they're strong. strong. Da, 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 until you look at a crash test. And my, my favorite one is like a 2001 Toyota Camry, mm-hmm. little tiny passenger car, right, mm-hmm. against... Uh, I want to say it's like a 65 Chevy Impala. Jesus. Full-size, big, steel, Detroit. Fuck the yeah. size of trunk seats a family of four for dinner. Kind yes. Of thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> with it, Complete with this tape, like, place setting and everything. <laughs> table and everything. And they show it crashing into the Camry, and the Camry destroys it. Airbags go off, but you look at it, and they do... How it they, they don't do properly. A, it's not a full... Head-on collision. It's like a, a head-on collision. It's like an oblique. Yeah. Right. Like off-center, and the it look it, it watching it in slow motion. You just see that Impala just kind of get cut. It looks yeah. like it's getting cut in half. It looks like a knife going through butter, and it just kind of crumples. And then you see like the best part about it, this is why my this is my favorite clip, and I might fucking link to this on the description for this this episode so you people can look at it. My favorite part. Is in slow motion. It goes slow motion, and then it speeds up to regular time. Mm-hmm. And you see the crash test dummy's head go boop and just <laughs> pops right off. out. It pops right out of the shattered window because the whole steering column went up into it. Yeah, like yeah. it's bad. And they didn't get much safer through the seventies. It wasn't really until the early eighties. Well, and they started really building safe. them heavier and heavier with more iron and things like that. And they thought that's what we got to do to protect the passenger. And I can see where that logic came in, but it, it wasn't dispersing energy properly. Right. That's where the crumple zones came in and. And all that, but the, you know they got big, heavier frames and really thick uh, uh, corners of sheet metal up front uh, with uh, character lines that made them really stiff and strong. And it just goes on and on and on. And that's that's not the way to uh, to save the squishy human meat mass. And you know that you know they uh, F one. Oh, which reminds me about helmets. But go ahead. Yeah, F one racing gets attributed to a lot of the technology that we use. Yeah, in automobiles when it comes to safety and engineering and engines and whatnot. But when it comes to crumple zones, I didn't know this. This came straight from NASCAR. They noticed that whenever, like the the, if they put to put things together with breakaway panels that would just that would fly off in mm-hmm. the event of a crash that started like the beginning of a crash, it dispersed in- energy. So they it, it almost they're almost like exploding bolts, mm-hmm. like uh, or explosive bolts like on sure. uh, aircraft, right? Or, mm-hmm. And so. In the beginning, early, like late 70s, early 80s NASCAR, they were using um, these really fragile 
uh, materials, fragile bolt and screws and whatnot to hold panels on because they would break on impact. They were good in the wind up to 150, 170 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. They were fine. But as soon as there was impact, shit started to fly apart. But you had that strong cage in there that kept the passengers somewhat safe, safer mm-hmm. than before. Mm-hmm. And so you had that going on, but you were dispersing that energy. And that's where that shit came from. Did- I didn't know that. I just read an article about that a couple nights ago. I thought, well, that's, it's nice to hear something because F1 is like people are always sucking F1's dicks about being eight to ten years ahead of, uh, of, of automotive technology. But it's nice to hear something that came from nascar and a bunch of hillbilly moonshiners from florida gotcha it's not it's nice to hear that sure it's refreshing but anyway Uh, um in a recent corolla podcast there was a discussion of um speaking of helmets and what happened to me with my head (laughs) uh there's a discussion there's a new helmet that's apparently uh getting a lot of use and maybe i'm behind the curve a lot of football fans are going yeah paul it's been going on for a while but there's a new helmet that's that's being developed for football now that is kind of flexible and it's um it's flexible enough to where they say, I believe Adam and Carolla talked about this. I think it was his podcast where you can take all the, let's say the Velcroed padding that's inside, take it all out and take the mask, the, the face mask off to where it's flexible enough to where you can actually turn it inside out. That's how flexible it is. Okay. So it's kind of like a, like a thick leather in a way or something that's really pliable. And um, because I remember also when I was playing football, I had air, they had these normal squishy pads and then air filled and there was like partial water and partial air filled little yeah. pockets in there. They, they All that was changing rapidly when I was playing football and then I didn't play. So I have no idea where it was left off. But now they're saying they're deciding that this initial shock that your brain gets whacked with is partially because of the hard, hard shell on the outside. Right. And they're going to allow that to give a little bit and just a, just a little bit. With the padding on the inside, they're saying is a lot less hard on your noggin, so on your brain. Two things about that: one, it it makes sense if you think about the the best analogy, the visual analogy I can think of is watching off road trucks. Yeah, and you notice that they don't have stiff suspensions; they're very soft, but they're progressively stiff. Right. So when they land, Lar- they, large they, travel. They, they land, yeah, they have large mm. travel, and then and, and it gets it's very soft in the beginning, and it gets stiffer and stiffer, and that's how mm. you. You kind of describe the big old hills. Exactly. But also there's something to be said, and I think it was I think it was Charlie that told me this, that you know, prior to using hard plastic helmets in the NFL, you you had leather helmets or no helmets. Yes. And shit was a lot safer back then because Yeah, they didn't spear each other. Yeah, they weren't they weren't using their I think I brought that. I think I may have brought that. But Charlie may have too. Yeah, I I know we talked about this at one point and he was present. So but and I didn't even think about that. That just logically makes sense that when you've got a whole bunch of pads on and and then you throw a helmet on, then you're just you're just asking for trouble. Yeah, and because and you kind of feel invincible. I remember the first time I strapped on football pads. I kind of I felt. Oh like, yeah, yeah. And, and when you're younger and you can go as fast as you can and crack into somebody and not really feel it, you're like, wow, that's amazing. Right. And uh, and I do believe that you're correct. And I don't think it was. It wasn't done in, you know, and I think intentionally they thought we need to protect your noggin, so we'll make a we harder make this safer. shell. And I yeah. really think it's one of those weird things where it went down that path, and that's just what it was. And no one up until recently said, let's make these softer. Let's keep a full helmet, but make them softer again. I also, it also kind of makes me wonder how long the NFL's known about the detrimental oh, effects yeah. of these impacts, just oh, because yeah. if you were, like, in the, say, in the 70s, wearing a hard plastic helmet and they had all these different. 
uh, the, the different technologies in there with the water and the foam and the combination and this and all those different things filter down into peewee hockey or peewee uh, football. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed that they tried that out in the NFL or were trying it out in the NFL to try and get rid of some of these problems. Mm-hmm. They've known about that shit for a long time. I, I, I just I, I don't know that you could ever prove it, and and it's just kind of a like I think it's like one of those open secrets where the NFL has known for years and years and years that this is causing really terrible damage to these players' brains, and it's just too much money. That's why they're not. You know, oh, they're, they're trying to figure out how to keep going, which they are. If this helmet is one of the answers, I wouldn't doubt it. If the if football in general in North America was a trillion dollar industry, yeah. One of the few, yeah, it's a trillion it's, dollars. You can't even fathom how much fucking money that. Like, I can't even, I can't even begin to imagine. Like, a trillion one dollar bills wouldn't fit in your hanger. Talk about all of the when you figure that out. If uh, you look at, if you look at the NCAA, if you look at Pee Wee, you look at city yeah. level, you look at the NFL, you look at the Canadian Football League, all the other the arena football, all that shit, anything to do with football. And all the other secondary and, Merchandising. Ter- and tertiary things yes. beyond that yes. is just massive. Yeah, and and you're kind of if you're, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not really in favor of regulating how somebody can hurt themselves. Like I really, I feel like that's kind of a that should be a free market decision. Mm-hmm. But you also have these really nasty industries that have grown up around it, like the like the like the college college football. I finally watched it. Somebody had been telling me to watch. I need to watch this recent in the past six months, maybe five months. People have been telling me, yeah, you got to watch this one clip, and it's from South Park, and it's Cartman acting like um, uh, uh, can't the guy Candyland, the guy from Candyland in uh, in Django. Oh, he, he's acting like that character, character, and he walks and he's like, "Sucks." Come on, Le- Le- Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio's. Okay. Or no, uh, is that him? Yeah. Well, he's, he's got that owns Candyland. Yes, 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 yes. His yeah. character and and walks in. To the commissioner, or like he's like a commissioner of NCAA football or something like that, and he's trying. He's asking him. So I understand you uh, operate a slavery ring. I was wondering if I could buy some slaves from you. <laughs> Jesus. He goes, "This isn't slavery. This is college football." Well, do the do, are you paying these people? <laughs> oh wow! Then no, you are not. <laughs> and you're making lots of money, and you're not paying them anything, but you're you're clothing them, and you're, and you're feeding them, and you're housing them, and you're teaching them things. But you're making money, and off you're of making it. money off of it. How are they not slaves? This is not slavery. So, well, well, excuse me, I just want to buy some slaves, and I'll be out of here on my way. I don't care about your definition of slavery. Wow. I know what my definition is, and that's exactly what you're doing, sir. Sir, it's talk about cutting right to fucking it. Fucking right on. It's typical South Park. Yeah. It's like right on the bonk, right on the nose. And yeah. I'm thinking, Jesus, man. It's the, the amount of money that is made on college athletes is kind of scary, but it's a give and take thing. You're, there's, you can take that uh, quote unquote liberal whiny baby crybaby thing that, that you can take that side, but you also have to look at the fact that there's a lot of people that get a college education. They get a, they get hundred thousand dollar education for, and all they have to do is is four four years of football. Right. In some cases, less than that. Yeah, if they're good, they'll so I'll leave give them that. early and go to pro. And to a certain, well, yeah. actually, if they're smart, they'll stay. They'll stay behind and get a degree because they know that their pro career is only going to last four years. Maybe. Uh, yeah, that's a big. Hmm. But that's not a lot of them that do that. I'm trying to think, if I were that, good, what would I? What would be the? That's the smart thing to do. But I wonder the time frame, the uh, algorithm, the law, the the path. What, what's the smartest? path to do it because you want to start making money when you're younger i feel like it's something it's one of those things where it depends on your position and this yeah. the, what position you're playing because there's you know different positions are 
more volatile and, and you, you have a longer uh, lifespan, so to speak, or yeah. career. So I, and I'm not, not nearly smart enough to talk about that. I know that there's certain positions that have a, you know, longevity and some that don't. And, but still, yeah, you can make the argument, it's eh, slavery, da, 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 but they're also getting something out of it too. So I'm going to guess based on recent history with NFL stuff that the quarterback in some times have a long career. It's ridiculous. Yeah, very long. Brett career. Favre was a quarterback for like sixty years. I, yeah, I, think like, yeah. like, I think he might still be a quarterback. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, I think I don't know. I, I'm fairly certain he retired. <laughs> What's that? The the Manning brothers like they've been quarterbacks since like you know the 1980s. Have Dan Marino is probably still a quarterback, right? Roger Staubach, I, I think. He's Staubach, still I, I just saw him. He threw a football at me on the way in here. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a that's a good place to end it because we're getting fucking ridiculous. Fine. Oh, one real quick thing about that helmet. They're saying here's what's going to fuck everything up, though. If they all start uh, these soft helmets, yeah, um, it's going to really change the sound and the aggressiveness of the uh, of the game because head on head butting with these softer helmets is not going to make the cracking noise. You're going to hear all. the crack. You're going to boy. Wouldn't it be? Funny? <laughs> they should add noises. Yeah, they should It'd be honk honk like just <laughs> like any sort of uh, just like make a, a fart back to fart to go. Yeah, <laughs> they, they knew huh. a new position. Huh. Honk! Like, like this, <laughs> they, just... they have a sound guy back there with the board like yours with these different sounds. <laughs> I love the idea of an NFL soundboard. Like, there's like kind of like how they pipe like uh, cars these days. They'll pipe in fake, fake engine noise. And my shit. my truck has Your that. Truck did you, did you know that? that? I did not believe Tim when he told me that, and he goes, "No, man, it's a real thing." And like that. You're just making fun of his V6. And he's like, no, no. I would do that normally, but this is real. No, and I didn't. They I make didn't, it sound like a v, they just barely put a little bit of audio in your speakers of your stereo. Can that you sound disable like a that, please? Well, I, you talk about to, fragile masculinity. Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm going to see if uh, next time we're driving around, we'll just turn the stereo all the way down, turn everything off and kind of step on it when there's no other noise and see if we can tell or what apparently that noise you're hearing is coming through the stereo. That's it's, so stupid. It's a V8 that sounds better than a V6 or something. I don't know. I whatever. I personally, I like the sound of a smaller engine with a with a uh, like a wastegate, like the blow off. I love yeah, that, that sound. Oh, that's oh, beautiful gets me noise. Going, gets me at going. This, at the same time, I would love to still have a Tesla and have it be quiet too. That's just a different a different animal. You know, I, I will. I, I like yeah. both of those. I, I like. Yeah, I like all of those. I just. I, mm. Can you imagine being in the in the hundred D uh, Tesla and just you know just flooring it, and have it be as quiet as it is, and maybe the fastest thing you've ever driven. Yeah, I mean that whole dichotomy of what I'm sure it freaks pe- it, I'm sure it freaks people out the first few times that they drive it. Yeah. But I would also be like, I would be the asshole that would do the because uh, the, there's you know there's these little tweaks that you can add you know, the. Operating system in the Tesla that that handles the um, uh, you can't really hack it, not hack into. You can't really crack into the um, what you call it, uh, like the operating system that handles the the motors and braking and things like that. Sure, but your 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 little heads up display and all that stuff, you can mess around with that. And there's there's little add ons that people have programmed out there to where y- you can ha- have GTB four. Like you could have a Ferrari GT. You can make it sound like whatever. And just as it's accelerating, but it's not going to be the same because it's going to be shifting gears, and that thing doesn't shift. Doesn't gears. shift at all. Which makes me a bit interesting. Probably just a smooth acceleration. Have you ever? Do you know? A friend of mine has one. And I, I he got you know he got a a Model Three. Okay. And I said, "What's the acceleration like?" He says, "It's a fucking unreal." And I said, "You used to have a 
he had a 98 uh, Formula Firebird that he had tricked out. It was a, it was a beautiful car. Mm-hmm. It was just like midnight purple. Uh, just uh, It looked like a fucking Batmobile if Prince had one. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> I fucking love that car. Yeah. It was six-speed uh, Borg Warner. So, it had three. Oh, three, three okay. yeah, And nice. this is from the factory. Okay. So, uh, three low, three high. So, it'll do 170. You know, 160, so it's kind of a factory hot rod, you're saying. It's very much a factory hot rod. And then he did a little bit of tweaking to the intake and a little this and chipped and all that. So, like, it, it, that I rode in that car. The fastest I have ever gone in a vehicle was in that car, and it was about 185. And he's more impressed by the three than he was this more thing. impressed by the, the acceleration on the three, mostly because he didn't have to shift. Yeah. You didn't – he said it – he said, do you remember he had a 64? Four sixty-five. It wasn't. It was like a Chevy Biscayne, which is like a kind of a version of an Impala, I think, if I remember right. But I it was right, yeah. Impala body, but a Biscayne was a four-door, and it had a. Um, uh, uh, I always want to call it an Astro Glide, not an Astro. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an Astro Glide transmission. It's a fucking oh, power glide. power glide. Jesus, Astro Glide. Yeah, the two-speed Astro Glide. Like I, and I, I'm sorry, what? Going back 20 years, I literally fucking was like, you got that Astro Glide transmission? He's like, yeah, it shifts smooth. You can't even feel it. And I'm like, I bet you can't feel it. Uh, but yeah, the Power Glide transmission, he said that it feels like that because that power, I don't know if you have, have you ever driven anything with a Power Glide or ridden in it? I'm, I'm positive I have. Okay, yeah. so it's a two-speed and it shifts. In that car, it didn't shift from first to second until, I mean, it was kind of a pig off the off the start because it's such mm-hmm. a, it's geared so so high. high. Yeah. So high, yeah. And, uh, but it didn't shift until about 45 miles an hour, 40, 45 miles an hour. It shifted in the second gear. And then that was it. There wasn't anything else. Mm-hmm. That was the overdrive. He said, that's what it feels like, but 10 times faster. Yeah. And he said, it's just smooth acceleration. It's a nice acceleration curve. There's no, uh, 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 like, mm-hmm. there's, no, there's nothing. And I said, so do you like plugging it in? I mean, this is a hot rod guy. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy had. He put he bought a lift and put it next to his trailer out in Butler. I shit you not. This is like right after high school. Like that guy. He in, a, he's he was, into cars. He's, yeah. he's fucking into cars. How old is he now? My age. Okay. Uh, he's a year younger than me. 36, 37, he's something like that. Mid, mid-30s. Yeah, yeah, he lives up in Alaska, which is crazy. Okay. And I said, what do you think about the Model 3 uh, all-wheel drive? And he's like, I, it, it's better than a, the Jeep that I used to own on the, in the snow and ice. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, shit, Really? He, so he's yeah. all he's all about he's it. He's all about it. He said, "Yeah, it, it, I hope they come out with something, some sort of off-road thing." He said, "They as soon as they come out with a pickup truck, I'll be one of the first people in line." And that's to buy coming. One. That's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sold on it. I'm like the hot rod guy, really? The guy that I used to like, just we used to <laughs> we didn't steal, we didn't steal. Oh, fine. You borrowed permanently. Yeah, I mean we. <laughs> We paid for it. Okay. Oh, you paid for it. But you had to be 18. So this is buying race gas, like 114 oh, leaded yeah. race gas. Yeah. You had to be 18 to do it. But they also didn't lock their pumps up at night, and they didn't have any cameras. So we went over there. And stole gas. Yeah. I don't get yeah, It's fine, we didn't, Joe. I didn't, we, we paid for it. Oh. And we'd pump $20 into, uh, you know, into a, a, a proper receptacle. Right. Safety first. And leave behind a 20 underneath the, the clip. Okay. Yeah, it's really stupid. Right. But anyway, yeah. But the, the hot rod guy, and now he's sold. Well, everybody that I know that has ridden in it more than once or has one is like, this is, they, they all of them say, and I told you my friend Tommy now has, yeah. his Model 3 showed up, and he said, it's, 
he every few days he texts me something on electric motors or electric airplanes or this or that. He's just like this is the future is right now. And He's a fan. It's he, he can't he can't shut up about it. And uh, think about the one more when it happens, one more jump in battery technology, and that's when a whole lot of people are going to get on board. Yeah, once there's a big jump uh, in battery tech that allows for faster charging and longer distances or both. If you, because I know it's kind of a sliding scale, you can yeah. either have more power mm-hmm. and go a greater distance, or you can charge quickly. But you can't quite do both, yeah, optimally, right? right. So once you can optimize both of those things and get, I th- I think the last I heard was that a, f- a five hundred mile range is like the key. Even yeah. though I don't know, a, I like I don't know anything other than like hybrids or. Like a and not semis who carry 110 gallons of, of fuel with them, but I don't know any, like I don't know any commercially available to the general public vehicle that has a 500 mile range. I know my truck does it. When I fill it up, it tells you it's like 350 miles right, or something like that. I can do a little over 400 in my truck mm-hmm. if I take it easy with no AC. There you 325 go. with AC on. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, hopefully I'm really hoping that at the same time that, uh, the battery, uh, tech makes that next jump is around the same time that solar becomes like get, gets as efficient as well, possible. It, it's not going backwards. I mean, it's, you know, there, there, oh, no. there was, you know, 10 years ago, let's say there was all these questions about, is it going to ever work? Is it going to be viable? I think that question is answered. It's going that way. Oh, yeah. you like it or not, it's done, and they're pushing forward, period, end of story. Right. Everything's not going to go away from fossil fuels. We know that, but a whole lot more are going to be going that way. Yeah, it's again, it's a, that, the 80, like an 80-20 rule. To, yeah. and the, That's in management, but like right now we're using 20, it's 20% renewable and 80% this. It's going to eventually flip-flop, and it's going to be mm-hmm. painful when we transition from from one to the other and it's going to companies are going to go out of business and people are going to hang on tooth and nail like yeah. i want my gasoline but that's fine I, you can have that mm-hmm. the rest of the world is moving on past you right uh now i do hope i really i really really hope that uh fossil fuels remain at least in racing and off-road stuff i'm sure that will yeah uh, I know that the future is electric for day-to-day use but there really is no substitute for just pure raw bang 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 over again over and over again there really isn't yeah i know i I, i've never driven fast on a track but i've i've driven faster through a corner than i probably should have uh on a track and it's fucking exhilarating and part of it is the noise oh yeah i Uh, there there's no question that's but part it, of the fun of its. It, it appeals to one more of your senses. If you, I've seen these, yeah. these electric Formula One type race stuff, and it's different. They're all kind of you can hear whine of the electric motors. Yeah, it sounds like a like a. They should name it like the Dewalt Classic. It's kind of it's funny. Like a bunch of fucking drills, just <laughs> <laughs> for real. Yeah, it's like in the Dewalt team, they have the Makita team, like that's only electric drills. Yeah, and and if for something to be really fantastic uh, and it, that's really impactful. The more senses you appeal to, the better it is. Of course, yeah. and that's the sound stuff is going away in, those, in that type of race. But it's a whole different feel. It's it seems more futuristic or more modern if you're in one of these vehicles that's quiet. It just you, it's just a difference. Like wow, that's is it is like a modern movie or something. There is something very. Uh, it's there's something interesting about seeing that kind of a jump because go, if you, you get in my truck, you start it up, you hear it, you get accelerated, da 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 da, and then 
but that's only to drive to the parts store because you're not going to throw a bunch of parts and shit in the right. back of your Tesla. And then you that's your running around vehicle. But then when it's time to go take a, a trip to Southern California or something like that, instead of hearing a ton of road noise, you don't you you hear you're the conversation. You hear tire noise a little bit. They say that's the biggest noise. Is that the biggest noise? Yeah, is which the, is, I'm yeah. sure you hear in a vehicle. You just don't in, and, in a regular. In, uh, what is it? Internal. And, and after that, it's 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 aero it's aerodynamic noise. You know, it's, it's, right. wind, it's wind noise. Yeah. After that, man, they're good looking cars too. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know if I like the ass end on the Model S, Model Three. I, I, don't, I, I don't. The Model S is I, per, model, is it, model S is sexy. Model S the board is very sexy, and it just. It's got curves in the right spots. Oh, it certainly does. Now, I would love, I can't wait till the home button. Or let's say you're out drinking and and uh, it knows that, it can sense that you've had alcohol when you go in there. Yeah, you go to says, put your hands on the shoe. Well, it's like, uh-uh. Or, or, or a thing, it says, breathe into this. Hello, Paul. We've seen you've enjoyed your, hope you had a wonderful evening. Please breathe into this. And if it's b- above a certain thing, it just automatically doesn't allow you. It drives you home. <laughs> automatically that to, would be pretty amazing i don't know if we'll ever get to that point oh i, I, mean, I know we're gonna get to that we point. will but i i don't know if it's i don't think it's i don't think it's gonna be in our lifetime but the, i think that people in our lifetime still, will be a home button though if you forget the drinking part now that you can just yeah. go bonk and it knows you have a home button of sorts it just drives you home well that exists, that's happening now that exists in the model s and for the most part yeah but you can't legally do that while you're while you're if they pull you over for some reason even though you would have it autonomously driving you home, you can be arrested for DUIs too. Oh, no, no, I don't mean drinking and driving. I'm talking about the fact that you hit a home button right. and it'll take off. You just have to keep your hands on the wheel every so often and, and, and check in. But that's the level I'm talking AI. about, though. It would yeah. be nice to be able just to have a home because you know you would be blowing illegal. It would lock you out completely. Yeah, or or if you've, if you've chosen to, yes, take me home, boom, and they can prove that you've been, it was driving autonomously and you, or yeah. you have too much and you're not going to get a DUI. That's that technology is not that far away. No, it's no. I mean, they could do that now if the municipalities allowed. Okay, we see you're driving. If they could prove that you were not driving the vehicle, you know, it was driving. Speaking of, did you hear about the you know, the company that's uh, doing the autonomous cars uh, testing down in uh, Phoenix? Yeah. Did you did you hear about like their report at the end of 2018? <laughs> no. They had like something something like 200 incidences. <laughs> Where people just, it says Arizonans don't like automatic, or uh, they don't like uh, autonomous cars. And I'm like, People are fucking with them? I don't think that, yeah, people are throwing (laughs) rocks at them and just like (laughs) um, seeing them at stoplights and like like beating them the side of them with baseball Mm -hmm. bats and shit. Homeless people throwing feet. One of them was, and one report of a homeless person throwing feces at an autonomous car. You know why? Because they're the disruptor. They're rocking the boat. They're rocking the boat. (laughs) That's right. We We don't need that. We don't need your autonomous cars. We need more people driving. We need to put two steering wheels in every car. And I think what they'll have, too, is they'll have they'll still have uh, uh, normal fossil fuels for car clubs. Like, they'll still have antique or oh, vin- shit, vintage yeah. vehicles. I hope so. Let's see if most of them are electric. They'll still have that. And it'll be, probably be expensive to operate your gasoline power thing. But they'll still have the, you know, the derelict don't, donut derelicts where they'll get to drive to your and have your, uh, like, we have our um, Saturday, what the frick, downtown uh, car people parking their cars and looking at each other. Chilling on Beale Street. Thank you. Chilling on Beale. So you can have those. And because um, all they do, anyway, is they drive from their house to Beale Street and then they drive home. That's all they're doing with these vehicles and they're doing yeah. it for the most part. Yeah. And if you, and yeah, I, that's like a, keeping it under a certain amount of miles a year or something like that. You keep to get to keep certain tags. I'm sure that, that it can be done. 
at some point. And I really hope that we don't. I hope I, that's my hope is that we kind of still retain some of that cool shit, which I don't. I don't see that not happening. Well, people are still kind of doing it now with with old radial engines or steam engines and things. There's still there's still groups of people playing around with all that on trains and stuff. You know, so that's that's kind of the same. That's where I think it's going to yeah. happen. It's like Jay Leno's Garage. He's got like two episodes on. Have you ever watched that show? Yeah, yeah. He's got like two episodes where it's nothing but stationary engines. Yeah, and it's and he's got this one steam powered something or other that was from like a dye processing plant from like the 1830s in England. And he it's goes, probably well, a Watt engine. I'm guessing it was an actual, I have no idea. James Watt steam engine. Probably. I, it could be. He's a, it's this big fucker. And it, and he said, you know how many horsepower this produces? 0. 0.5, 0. 0.5 <laughs> horsepower. But then he explains, he goes, this is, you know, the, the it's funny. The term balls out going balls out. Oh yeah, is not. It, th- it, those are the weights that sling out or do yeah, something. Yeah, they Isn't sling right? out and they regulate so that the RPMs don't go up too high. They re- yeah. they're an actual regulator and they're weighted like brass balls. Where brass balls, good guys <laughs> got brass balls. Balls out has nothing to do with your balls flying out and, and being manly. Mm-hmm. It, it's the the I can't think of what those things are called. They're, they're it's a type of regulator, but they're weighted probably, probably centrifugal they're, regulator. They're, they're centrifugal maybe. regulator, something like yeah. that, where the balls they spin. And sling, they, sling they go up, yeah. up, 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 and then they get, reach to a peak where they don't. They need. They limit the the engine from going any faster because mm-hmm. it could tear itself apart. Yeah. And that's where it like, falls out. Like Jay Leno is too fucking smart and too rich. It freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Are let's let's let these poor people off the hook. They're they're screaming. Please stop talking. They're, Kevin's like, no, no, I'm almost done. Oh, we're going to give you the four-hour plus show. It's going to happen. We keep tickling it. It'll we be keep this threatening. year. This year. So don't be toxic. Be cool. Be nice. Yeah. Drive a Tesla. Do something nice for someone you don't know. How about that? Do something nice for somebody that you don't know. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Be a dick to all your friends, but do something yeah, nice. Yeah. You need to do that. That's the requirement. You have to. You have to bust chops. You have to. All right. Go balls out. See you, man. Bye.